0: i'm stephanie where'd my scalpel go
1: i'm michelle it's just me and my brother and my other brother
0: hey i'm the brother you're the brother we don't know where the other brother is it's just (laughs) michelle who's the other brother (laughs) uh no one ever knows no one knows we back we back there's a lot that happened this month
1: (laughs) oh my god yeah hey happy happy news um I don't know if I just missed all this shit last year or, like, truly my, like, in, you know how time is dilating weird and doesn't make sense anymore? Yeah. It's becoming worse because every five minutes is still 20th anniversary. And we're coming up on, (laughs) hey, the 21st anniversary. (laughs) But, uh, for 20th anniversary news this time, they made a capsule hotel, that is ace attorney themed and then due to due to popularity they're extending the 20 and by popularity i think we mean covid yeah yeah,
0: pandemic larity
1: (laughs) (laughs) due to pandemic larity they're extending the capsule hotel collaboration for the 20th anniversary of the ace attorney series i'm gonna assume that maybe not everyone who listens to this is weeb shit so hello hello non-weebs uh in Japan, they have capsule hotels, which you've probably heard of due to popular culture. This being, like, places to sleep that are essentially just a bed and usually, like, a TV and a little storage space. They give you, like, pajamas to wear. They're kind of designed for commuters in Japan who don't catch the last train home. But they are also, like, uh... Notoriety thing like people from other countries are like, wow, they, they sleep in little tiny cubbies Let's go try it out, right? Like fucked up shit. Anyway, so that's a capsule hotel, and this is a capsule hotel where it's Ace Attorney themed in the little, so if you're thinking a single bed Surrounded by walls that but plastered with Ace Attorney on the walls <laughs> So now Stephanie you can go ahead and describe These pictures that we're seeing, if you click through, because I sent you a tweet, if you click through to the article, they're bigger.
0: Okay, I just, uh, the Twitter has let me make them full screen. Yeah, when you say bed and four walls, like, y'all need to understand if you haven't seen one before, there is no floor to step on and off the bed. You crawl in and out of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you get two very plush pillows, it looks like, but the, there's two, there's two design options. So one is you can be at Edward's office. Uh, where he's got his Bratworth outfit like framed on the wall. There's the couch with the award. Uh, the the ceiling, if you look straight up, has like that giant 20th anniversary picture where Apollo's in the middle and it's everybody and their grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's fun and nice. And there's a TV in the middle of it, too. Both of them have a TV in the middle of. Same plus pish pillows. The second option you have is uh, Herlock Shlom's office. So Same, like, wallpaper. It's all wallpaper, so it's, like, the game's background sprite, or whatever you want to call it, background art. It is not, like, realistic at all. It's just straight ripped from the game. So I think it's kind of pixely, to be honest. (laughs) And then you look straight up, it's the same picture.
1: And since you're gonna be, like, right next to it, if it is pixely, you're just gonna be having your eyes go cross-eyed. But- in the actual so what is this is a uh, Nagoya Sakai Sakai um I so I don't know anything about this and I didn't do my homework to look it up but I will say in the full article like through the click through I've been watching a lot of solo travel Japan and in solo travel Japan a lot of accommodations in Japan will have like a uh, communal baths or something mm-hmm. Uh, So it looks like this one either has a communal bath or an onsen, like a hot spring, and so there's also a wall design on the hot spring, Ace Attorney 20th anniversary, and it's really just like what I would call somebody's homemade desktop background where they've put six of the official arts in tile and then the logo on the right. But if you would like to sit in a onsen and look at three, six official arts of Ace Attorney, congratulations, that's extended now. Happy twenty. also dying
0: because, like, when you say homemade desktop, it's also the thing. It doesn't take up the whole wall.
1: It does not take up the whole wall. No. It
0: takes up half the wall, and it's, like, it's just like half of like half of just white.
1: <laughs> I will say this shit that we're looking at looks photoshopped, so it might be like a monitor that's supposed to be displaying those maybe but i don't think there's typically tvs in onsens
0: i could not i could not speak to that uh absolutely wild um
1: i also think like to get these rooms you have to enter a lottery and be selected but
0: um i we could speak at length on this as we have in the past but we got a lot to get through so yeah that that's available in japan once again okay
1: let me say the one last piece of news then. Uh, and this one won't be as long, I promise, which is that the. Um, this hit the news wires uh, pretty recently, March 14th, from recording, is that uh, Capcom filed a new trademark for Apollo Justice in Japan in March. What does this mean? Well, it means that they're probably going to do something with Apollo Justice. Everybody is thinking of uh, like an HD re-release and they've already done an HD for the mobile version, so it would just be porting it to Switch probably. Um so does does that mean anyone should get excited uh uh about anything? <laughs> probably <laughs> probably not. <laughs> because they like Does this mean they're going to make DGS-7, right? No, because they're trademarking Apollo Justice, the name, you know, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney. So they're trademarking the title of Apollo Justice Ace Attorney or renewing that trademark. So... It, it probably just means HD re-release of Apollo or a collection, you know, what we were bitching about last yeah. time, which is a, a collection to switch of the 3DS uh, restricted and Ace Attorney, you know, and DS restricted games for Spirit of Justice, Dual Destinies, and Apollo Justice, a three-pack with that. I'm not mad about that by any means, but certainly nobody should get excited that this means, like, Oh my god, new new game.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't cross my mind as new game. I was just like, oh, how timely our <laughs> bitching is. Which I hope, ultimately, I hope this means Capcom thought about the thing we bitched about. I know they didn't hear us bitch about it, right? But I'm hoping that they thought about what we bitched about and, you know, therefore we... We get what we were asking for. And that's cool. I
1: don't know. I don't know, Stephanie. They filed filed it on March 7th. So they might have heard our episode (laughs) and then went, well, shit. And then took one week exactly to prepare the trademark filing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Thanks for listening, Capcom. Um, Now, can you please go back like six years and listen to those episodes of great ideas we had?
1: (laughs) Didn't we want beach towels at one point? Yeah, I still do. Hey, give us the the long, tall person beach towels. Um, yeah, hey, you- it can have Sherlock
0: Holmes's office on it or whatever. I was like. thinking of long, you know, long beach towels where you hold it up and it's like a body, right? So it's it's like. Can we, I thought you were gonna ask for Sherlock Holmes's body, and then you could put your head where Sherlock Holmes's head would would be. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Actually. I would enjoy um, that still.
1: It, but that's just a one of them. That's one of them body pillows, the sexy body pillows, right. except for a towel.
0: Right. I feel like one is one is a sexy body pillow, and the other is. I feel beach towels have more whimsy to them.
1: Beach towels do have more whimsy. Um. Uh, but I just to close this one out. Hey, why if it if they're gonna do a, re- a release of the the three dual destinies and spirit, why didn't they trademark those? Well, those trademarks are probably still open. <laughs> Because they're more recent games, so don't don't read into anything about anything. That's all. Yeah.
0: Um. And then
1: happy news. Happy news.
0: And then a sliver of fan news is you did tell me, Michelle, that the uh, rest of the graphs came out that we were talking about last time, right?
1: That's true. The the Tumblr user who we discussed, um, I maybe it was last time, but maybe it was the bef- it was before time. time. Um. Boy regard. Boyo regard. Um they released all of the charts and the graphs and and their sort of conclusions regarding the data. But we're not going to talk about that this time because we're doing
0: a case review. We are, and just in, so just, we'll come back to that, but we're going to do the case review and then to acknowledge that um, uh, Jenny uh, emailed us, uh, Jenny Wales emailed us about Reddit AA polls, which we had, I think, a long time ago talked about, but we brought that to our attention. So I think that'd be interesting in the future. We'll talk about those Reddit AA polls Versus the uh, the Tumblr ones. Actually, you know what? There, was a, there might have been the Twitter ones we had talked about before. So there's also a Reddit one. So that'd be interesting. We'll compare all of that data, I think, in a future episode.
1: I think that will be really, in, like, in a sort of nerdy fucking way to, exciting to talk about. Because one thing that I do like that Boyle Regard did was um, they compared the data for people who... Uh, consume fanfiction versus people who don't consume fanfiction. And you would be surprised the spread on favorite characters changes significantly with people who enjoy fanfiction, which I think is really interesting. But um, we're just going to have a a nerd episode about that shit at some point. Um, And that'll be fun. I will caution anyone, because Tumblr is a bad website with bad systems. If anyone is going to seek out that Tumblr be careful if you're avoiding DGS spoilers. So just, you know, a word of caution.
0: And speaking of DGS spoilers, we are going to get into it now. So uh, people who don't want spoilers for The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, we'll see you next time. We love you. Love you, bye. Hey, everybody who's cool and has already played this game, <laughs> we're finally caught up to the last case of Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. No, the first one. Not the, chron- Not the Chronicles, sorry. the just, first, The first game of the the chronicle set. I am the one who's going to recap it again. So, it's it's got a lot of exposition, so we're going to just get as much through as we help like as detailed without overwhelming information, I guess.
1: You're going to do a great job because one thing the one word I would use to describe this case is repetitive.
0: It sure is. All right, so this is part 5, the adventure of the unspeakable story, the hounds of Baskerville. Uh, so we start with that very old-timey Sherlock Holmes bit where you look at this cool enormous hound, uh, and they're just like, "Look at the hound!" Oh, and then that's over. Uh, and now we're two months after our last case, and um, after those back-to-back trials we had, which was we first got there and we dealt with Megaz McGillid, and we did uh, our good friend Sosuke, Uh We haven't had a case at all. No, no one has <laughs> sought our help. So we've just been classic. <laughs> Classic Naruhoto family. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, We are just, like, straight chilling in our office. And our, sorry, legal consultatory. (laughs) I just laughed really hard when they called it that. Anyway, it's like 13 in the morning, and we get a telegram uh, to Susato. And she starts acting really weird. And, like, is very forced happy, but serious. And we're like, Susato, what the fuck? And she's just like, I can't tell you about it. I promise I'll tell you later. And we're like, okay, okay, we won't push. Um and then we are trying to talking Susado I, I keep I'm going to say we a lot I mean Ryu uh it was one less letter to type <laughs> you, you me and Ryu <laughs> <laughs> you me and Ryu are all coming on this trip together so when i say we that's the royal we i am speaking of um so we learned that the the fire in the Omnibus was never solved Dosuke-san should be right in Japan right now I'm glad he's not dead from the curse of the reaper uh or hopefully like it doesn't ever catch him um and also, the Reaper, we learned, hasn't been back in court since our trial. Hmm. So, uh, you kind of, like, are chilling around your room, and then instead of having this ladder-stepladder debate, you have a spade-shovel debate, and then you're like, okay, it's time for breakfast. Uh, Iris <laughs> is making breakfast, and Sloans is over there in the corner, like, in a slump. He's like, everything is dead, it's a great day to die. And we're like, that's weird. And then in, in walks, uh... I don't know how to say the cat's Wa- name. Wagi Hagi. Wagi right? Hagi. Okay. Waggy, yeah, that probably is correct. I was just like, Whoa. the calico. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a calico cat that I think is Natsume's. He left it behind because he can't take cats on the s- steamship. Famously, you're not allowed to bring pets on the steamships. Uh, Iris has created a device of a pet door maker called the cat flappo mat. And we're like, having a lot of fun. I'm using that in air quotes. We're having a lot of fun. But meanwhile, Shloms is, like, in the corner making strangled cat noises because he's trying to play his violin, and he's in deep anguish. And He's having a bad day. He's having a bad day, day. and then we notice his desk is empty, and before we had this huge device on it, the analytical scope is missing. And we're like, Iris, what's happening? And she's like, oh, we pawned it. It's at Windy Bank now. Uh, and, And we're like, oh... Like, are you that hard for money, Shlums? Like, we don't have money either, but we'd help you out. And they're like, no, no, no. Pawn shops are like banks in London.
1: This fucked me up so bad. And you have to hear it so many times. Like, this is the sort of thing you have to accept to accept the premise of the case. Yes. <laughs> and I have, I did not go into, I did not attempt to prove this, historically speaking. But every level of society in London uses a pawnbroker to store their items regularly for no reason, whether they need money or not.
0: Yeah, it's safe. It's as safe as a bank vault in there, they repeat over and over. And so we're like, oh, that's weird. And then the actual cat gets strangled in the, in the violin. And we're like, ah, so we like pull it out and we're looking at it. We're like, hey, Herlock, this isn't your violin. Your beautiful Stradivarius that apparently you've had. It, it's he's like i don't care if it's damaged and it's like uh it, this is a viola first off
1: this, i wonder did you hey stephanie dad, give me your give me your emotional journey in hearing about this man who had a stradivarius violin mistaking it for a viola um
0: i was i was very hurt <laughs> i i uh i was just like <laughs> sir sir i don't care i don't care how you're feeling right now, you would never treat a Stradivarius this way. Absolutely not. I they're not as rare right then, but they're still very renowned. Sir, there's no way oh it's a viola. Oh, we're making viola jokes, cause oh we're of making
1: viola jokes. I feel so I felt so bad for you, a <laughs> viola player. I felt so bad. <laughs>
0: The good news is- Because
1: also, he can't play the thing. Is it- Like, would a, an experienced violinist just absolutely- It's not like picking up a clarinet. and a Violinist picking up a clarinet. Would a violinist be able to play a viola? So here's actually
0: the funny thing, and this is why the viola is the butt of jokes in orchestras, is because so many violinists pick up a viola And play it badly because it's a bigger instrument. And you memorize your finger positions based on the size of your instrument. And so they all play everything badly or not as well because they're trying to play a violin on a viola. So it does often sound like shit. But So that
1: was accurate? So that's not
0: necessarily, like, inaccurate. But this thing's also cracked and disgusting. So it's like a bad viola. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, fuck, we're making viola jokes. Uh, but this is accurate to how violinists treat violas. Uh, but then we kinda like left the viola joke out of it. So I was I was okay afterwards, but I sat there with like, like I cannot sit here for twenty minutes of a viola suck joke. As <laughs> someone who had played the viola and got a lot of shit for it.
1: Well, yeah. Luckily the viola the viola gets to live out its
0: days peacefully with <laughs> after after the events of this case. Yeah. And so Iris is like, uh, so all that aside Uh, We're like, hey, this is a viola herlock. And Iris is like, oh, you got the wrong instrument back from the pawn shop. See, Hurley sometimes, he pawns things he shouldn't. And we're like, huh? Um, so, so I'm just like, all right, cool. Well, let's just go get my fiddle back. And we're like, but we want to finish our bacon and eggs. And he goes, no, 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 And I was like, I'll warm it up for you later. So we go.
1: Wait, pause, hit pause on yeah. this for a second. I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I'm going to do this quite frequently. Okay. I will heat these bacon and eggs back up for you later. How are you going to do that, girl, with a microwave? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? You can't. On the stove? It's Victorian England, me,
0: anyway, I know I keep had keep the going. same thought, and I also was just like we spent so much time talking about our breakfast and what was in it and how we cooked. Like we spent too much time, like hanging no, yeah. out.
1: This it's been an hour already. Of this game, I want you to know this all took an hour so far, and we haven't even set foot. This is where I start to think that Iris is not allowed to leave Baker Street.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: <laughs> That I spent a lot of this case being like, "Damn, Iris is like housebound or something. Why can't she go anywhere? Because we all go to the pawn shop and she does not."
0: Yeah, yeah. it's true, she doesn't. Um, and it's next door. It's literally two store storefronts down. They, yeah. like, they kick us out. You know, you they, they ask you to move and you move to the street and you're front of the the house and you're like, "Well, where the hell?" Oh, you just look to the left. There it is. <laughs> so we go down to Windy Bank. I, I've been saying Windy Bank. Is it Windham Bank?
1: um no it, i think it's windy bank okay. because i think the so his name is pop windy bank and i think the wind the windy bank part is the fact that they keep saying that pawn brokers are like banks yeah um but i also think it's a pun on pop goes the weasel that's
0: what i was thinking
1: so it's like a double they tried a double pun here and it didn't really it didn't land super well hit either but, you know, I, this name is not insulting to me, so it's no. fine.
0: Um, and he's the one who's running the shop. Um, so we tell him about the mistake of the viola versus violin. He immediately runs, grabs a gun, and puts it to his head. Uh, oh, literal God. trigger warning. Yeah. He does this repeatedly.
1: <laughs> repeatedly. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about Pop for a second. Yes. So he's just brief, so you can picture him in your mind. He's like a very round man, like very large... He's got a white shirt and then he's wearing a sweater vest and he's got like a pop pocket watch in his vest and he's got a huge pink bow tie and his hair is orange, um, on top and and he doesn't really have a lot of hair on top of his head, but he has like big poofy hair on the sides and he's got big mutton chops and a big mustache and no beard and big rosy cheeks and like a huge neck that just absorbs his chin. So like, think of like a big round sort of pleasant looking man, um, and then he's got, like, tiny, tiny glasses that perch on his little nose. And then he whips out a gun and puts it to his head.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say I really like his character design. It was refreshing yeah, to see. I him too. But, I, yeah, I really liked his design, and I actually liked his character. But the gun thing really just was <laughs> wasn't was okay with it.
1: Well, because he looks su- like such a f- sort of friendly, sort of capable shopkeeper man. Right, mm-hmm. and then, so the gun thing happens and you're like, this is not the vibe, right? Like, it does not match his sort of appearance or demeanor at all.
0: That's, that that's true. That's probably what the unsettling thing is. But yeah, so that's Pop. And so we're like, hey... And Herlock's like, I'm gonna go give him the biz. And he goes, you gave me the wrong instrument. He runs, grabs the gun, and he goes, I am so sorry. I will pay for it in my own life. Except you were the one who grabbed the wrong instrument. And Herlock's like, what? Apparently, Herlock, like, a week ago, walked in and goes, hey, I'm here for my stuff. And he's like, oh, there it is. Grabs it off the wall and leaves. And he grabs the viola instead of his Stradivarius. Um, and Shlums is like, oh, did I do that? So we get back the viola, we get our Stradivarius. Um, and then, uh, we also learn in this conversation, Herlock also has one of Iris's manuscripts here. Keep that in note for later. Um, and Shlums also has taken two cameras as a, has set up two cameras here that take pictures at 30 minute intervals, intervals to ensure the safety of the goods. Which was obviously an unhelpful idea, as Wendy is like, uh, he's gonna go bankrupt on the cost of film, because film is not cheap. It's snapping a picture, two cameras snapping a picture every 30 minutes, and most of it is garbage, because <laughs> nothing is happening. And if someone takes uh, does a crime in, in between the 30 minutes, nothing is caught on camera.
1: Yeah, but if this doesn't sound like a very much a hey, there's a crime that's gonna happen in this very room setup. <laughs> Right. I don't know what does, right?
0: Um, and I don't know if you caught this, but if looking around the room, if you look at uh, the main desk where Wendy keeps his, like, big books and everything, there's a framed photo on it. And if you The
1: posterized
0: picture of a golden yes! retriever? Yeah. <laughs> I was delighted with that.
1: He, I don't, he just has a framed photo of a big golden retriever's face. Uh, on his desk. And, uh, they never talk about him having a dog or what the dog is or why there's a framed photo of a gold retriever on his desk. Yep,
0: there's- and you- if you click- like, you can't click it and investigate either, so it's just there. Oh, I've
1: tried. <laughs> I tried many times to just have
0: someone comment on this picture of a dog. I'm so glad you noticed it also. <laughs> it, it, I- I have- I have no- yeah- Anyway, so, um, we're also looking around the pawn shop now that we're all, like, Herlock is happy, and we're looking at stuff, and we look at the, uh, stereoscope, and Susano calls it black magic, and I'm like, whoa, Susano, calm down. <laughs> um, Michelle, do you want to explain stereoscope do now I- so I don't have to explain it <laughs> a hundred times later?
1: A hundred thousand times later? Um, so, and I didn't check the validity of this, but I'm sure it's true, is the stereoscope is sort of, like, a popular gimmick gadget gimmick um in in London at the time and and all of England it's a craze that sweeping in the nation people have these things in their homes and there's big ones and small ones and portable ones and ones that can fit on your head and um it basically is two photos that are slightly different that you look at at the same time, either with the help of a stereoscope, or you can do it on your, as they say later, or you can do it on your own. You just cross your eyes and kind of stare at them. Um, and it gives the illusion of it being a 3D photo. And that's literally it. But I hear, I know what you're hearing, right? You hear the, tr- you hear the words just kind of that I said, some of them are orange, right? Because they're important 3D, right? This seems like a gimmick that was using the 3DS that did not translate to Switch. Right. At all. And I got to a point where they get to, they tell you about it multiple times, like, here's how the stereoscope works, cross your eyes and look at the pictures and it'll look like it's in 3D because the photos are of slightly different angles, which gives the illusion of depth. It's It appears to be the same photo, but there's actually subtle changes to it that make it pop up, like pop out in, in the stereoscope. And they make you do it, they make you try to do it with your own eyes, go cross-eyed later, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, stare at the screen, cross-eyed, and see the illusion of depth. And I did try, I don't know if you tried, but I tried. I am not um, physically
0: capable of crossing my eyes.
1: I don't know if I am or not. I have tried um, this as
0: a child. I've seen a stereoscope, <laughs> I've, like, used one, and, like, I, like, the stereoscope helps because I... Uh, you don't have to be cross-eyed. I physically just can't do. it. I can't go cross-eyed. So like they go, I'm like, I knew this about me already. So they're like, just cross your eyes, and I'm like, I can't.
1: Yeah, I. It's not something that I have ever tried to do, and I don't know if I was able to, because you're th- theoretically, if you can do it, then the two images blend into one image. And I kind of got it, uh, like to sort of start to squish together, but it kind of was painful, and so I stopped. So later. In the trial, when you have to do it, uh, I was like, I pray to God the game just does it for me. Like, I'm not, like, at the, at the point where they're like, just stare at him cross-eyed and point out what's different. I was like, I'm not even, I just, like, hit yeah, there's something different. <laughs> and <laughs> and hope, hope for the best. i prayed afraid that the game did it for me. And sure enough, it yeah, did. Yeah,
0: the game does it so, for you, which was the blessing here. But yeah, definitely felt like well, there should have been a 3DS element it, involved.
1: Yeah, this just felt like there was a 3DS gimmick that we could not access on Switch. If anyone played this game on 3DS, please report. Like, what the fuck? How was this handled on 3DS? Did it, did it give you two photos and then when you turned your 3DS... 3d effect up they would merge together or did they like literally force you because i cannot imagine anything more painful than trying to look at two photos cross-eyed with 3d effect on oh
0: god yeah no i assume like the the game did the same thing it was like you could turn your 3d on and then if they merged together you would actually get like the 3d pop and yeah but when said you get like everything is blurry here and you get the actual like thing clarity in the switch version
1: I don't know. Anyway, that's inconclusive. But this felt like this felt like a mechanic that was not actually a mechanic. But Correct. don't worry if you didn't understand that description of stereoscope. If you play this case, you will hear it twenty
0: times. They they really want to hone it
1: in. So <laughs> they really really want to describe. Have you? Because they describe it here. You look at a stereoscope and like Sherlock Holmes is like, oh my god, you haven't heard of stereoscopes? This is how they work. And then someone else is going to do it again to you in three minutes and they're gonna say the same thing oh my god you've never heard of a stereoscope and rinosuke is gonna go i don't know that sounds familiar like bro
0: three minutes ago <laughs> and then the if next you day you <laughs> can't pay
1: attention yeah, the next day Ryanosuke again is like she's like what you ever heard of stereoscopes it's the new craze that's hitting a nation and he's like i,
0: I think it sounds familiar <laughs> like you motherfucker <laughs> uh so hopefully anyway. hopefully you got it basically all you need to know here is stereoscope is they're gonna make us look at two pictures to merge into one to see a 3d pop because obviously be it makes different.
1: them look 3d yeah. yeah it makes it makes little piece of paper look 3d that's it
0: so while we're like looking at the nicks and nags uh gina lestrade comes in the pawn shop to and and she's like screaming about a metal disc and she's just like it's worth money he goes no it's not worth anything and then uh, Herlock and us are like, "Hey Gina, what's up?" And she goes, "Bugger off to to Herlock," and he does. He like mopes and walks away. But we're like, "No, what's up? Hey, you got a nice coat on?" And she's like, "Uh, I got this music box disc. It's worth a lot of money. But Wendy here isn't biting." And we learned that for music boxes, it's another craze that's sweeping the nation that has swept the nation. But they're moving to gramophones now. But basically, it's the, uh, these discs that have bumps on it, and they play like music box note music box sounds but every music box is kind of custom and has their own discs and since she has this disc um and we don't know what player it goes to it's not really worth much we're like hey why are you here like what's up like we're like trying to press her for more info and she's here to redeem the coat but we're like "Mm, you probably stole it because it doesn't fit you super great she's got the sleeves rolled up like it's too big for her and the arms uh, she got the coat and then in the coat pocket was this music box disc and, um you're you the player are like uh oh, you probably stole the ticket to pick up this item and pawn the disc that's kind of the vibe she's yeah. giving you because she's not telling you the whole truth she goes I had this ticket I knew the password to get the like to get the item it's my coat and I'm calling the thing that's in my coat pocket and you're like well she keeps mm. saying it's her dads yeah and then she's just saying it's her dad's and so we're yeah. like mm, Gina you're kind of lying and then a like uh Postcard picture-perfect English gentleman walks in.
1: I would, I would, I'm going to challenge you on that
0: for a second. This is exactly I, what Ryu says. I had this in quotes.
1: <laughs> okay. Ryu Nostei's idea of a postcard picture-perfect English gentleman is a JoJo's character, is the problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'll describe this dude. Uh He's, he's blonde and he has very, very uh light blue eyes, like ice blue eyes, right? Mm-hmm. His suit is predominantly white. He's wearing a white top hat. The lapels on the suit and the hat band are like a dusky purple checkerboard. So sort of light purple, dark purple, but all of it in the pastel shade. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he is in a vest that's the same sort of dusky purple, but it's striped. So, okay. So we got checkerboards. We got stripes. We got white. We got purple. He's got an aqua blue ascot with a gold napkin ring. Mm -hmm. Can (laughs) we Even (laughs) enclosed. If you've ever seen napkins, cloth napkins in a napkin ring. And then he's got like an aqua pocket square. Um, his belt buckle is horseshoe shaped. He's extremely pale, and then he's got like a Bishonen face, basically. It's kind of a severe face, but anime pretty boy. And he does Jojo's poses. He absolutely is doing like weird shit with his arms, like noodle arms, JoJo's poses the whole time. And there is a dude in JoJo's who wears a white suit with checkerboard accents in in Grandpa's season. He's I think he's yeah, REO he's Speedwagon. Wagon. Yeah, so he looks like Daddy Speedwagon completely. And then except he's in a different art style and then he has a walking cane, which is important later, but uh this dude is I I would hesitate to say that he fits into this game art style but you know here we are his name is eggert benedict
0: yes mr mr benedict walks in um and he goes excuse me uh that girl there stole my ticket um that is my coat and that's my music disc and wendy's like ah yeah this this probably checks gina's been here before and she's not like the most honest of gals kind of thing and and Gina's like this is my coat this belongs to my old man therefore it's mine and he's like well it's mine and so are the discs so he goes what's the watchword and he says to the word professor the date of deposit description the watchword all match so we're like clearly this is his ticket Um, she stole the storage ticket and she's like Gina's like I had the ticket I knew the watchword I paid you the money it's mine but nobody believes her so she hands over the coat to Benedict uh, he and Gina both slip kind of in this conversation, though, that the coat doesn't actually belong to either of them. Uh, which, not surprising for Gina, a little surprising for Benedict here. Uh, so, But we, it's kind of like a who found it first kind of thing. So Ben lets it slip that there should be two discs, but there's only one in the pocket. And Gina's pissed, so she tries to grab the disc from him because he's trying to leave with it. And now Ryu's like, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. And then we're like looking around and we see Sloan's in the corner eating a 7% caramel bar, waxing poetics that he was banished to the corner and left alone and was miserable. I,
1: I want to stop. I going to stop interrupting because we have lots to cover. But for, I want you to know for this part, because it's very stressful. It's like, who do I give the disc to? Shit. Fuck. Right? Like, so I, my instinct was not to look to the right and find her <laughs> luxembourg. My instinct was I left that's, the building. That's
0: what I thought I was supposed to do. <laughs>
1: i literally left and went outside and then i went back to baker's i was like what i'm like well i'm going home i guess <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like well shit i guess i'm supposed to do something because then i just kept clicking on there's like a music box in the corner which i just kept clicking on like put it in the thing and play that's also it. what play i thought i was supposed to do <laughs> play the thing and- <laughs> That wasn't the right answer. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and then I looked to the right and I'm like, oh, I guess Herlock has to solve this for us. Because my instinct is like, well, neither- Sullivan's baby, right? You don't- <laughs> neither of you fucks get to have it. It's mine now.
0: I definitely, I don't know how I ended up doing I tried the music discs and I think because I was examining the room, I looked to the right and I like found Herlock. But I I mean, my instinct was like, am I supposed to leave with this? Like, I just don't want to give it to anyone. <laughs>
1: I Yeah, n- nobody gets to have it. I also kept talking to Windy Bank, like, hey, bro, solve this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's your shop. Kick these fucks out or something. Right,
0: and like, Gina's like the one who gave the word, but this guy walks in, and Windy broke the word down right in front of him, so he was able to read it off the paper right in front of him. Yeah.
1: I think it's important to point out that at this point that, is this where the blood gets drawn? Because they're fighting over um, it?
0: Um, possibly. I... I think it happens later, but um, uh but anyway, so we, we consult herlock and then we do a he does a dance of deduction. It's a long one. <laughs> it is a long one. Um but basically is what because it's so long because Herlock here decides to blab about federal money reserves and government <laughs> secrets. <laughs> now, I
1: I know why he did that. You don't, but I do, because that is the plot of one of the real Sherlock Holmes stories called the Redheaded League. Ah. So, in the Redheaded League, they buy a built this, this like club of redheaded dudes buy a building next to a bank and tunnel under the bank to rob the bank. And Sherlock Holmes, this is the Sherlock Holmes story where I realized that, like, actually Arthur Conan Doyle's full of shit (laughs) because there's no way in Redheaded League to solve the case before the end where the case is revealed to you because it's really just Watson riding around in carriages until it is later than Rivia. And then Charlie comes is like, you didn't figure it out. Of course they bought land next to it and tunneled underneath it and robbed the bank that way. And like, no, I was riding in a carriage looking for your ass. The whole story (laughs) right? like, Anyway, this is that's why he's doing this. I
0: see. I thought it had more to do with the fact that we know that Gregson and Strongheart are like doing some sort of like secret government thing, and I assumed all that would come to light in the second game or that that is going to happen, but just like either later in the case or in a, the maybe next game.
1: Maybe maybe it will come to light in the second game. That would be helpful because as it stands right now, Holmes does all this bullshit
0: and it never comes up again. Correct um it was not connected i assumed it would have been connected and it wasn't so he comes up with all this bullshit which now i have a little more insight into that and we're all like what the fuck so we go ahead and fix this you know we fix it like we usually do um the code is too tight on eggs here who puts it on i also refer to him as eggs in my note for the rest of the game uh
1: (laughs) that's fine eggs or eggsy i think eggsy is a real uh
0: nickname in in the uk all right well i'll say eggsy uh (laughs) I started calling him Ben for Benedict, because that's a real name. And then I switched to Eggs because I didn't respect him.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, nor should you. But I know, like, Eggsy Benedict is a clear pun. Right. That one's very clear. It, it is one of those ones where you're like, ah, well, this one's a clear one. But later they're like, clearly that was a fake name. And I'm like, fuck you, game.
0: <laughs> yeah, that really got <laughs> me at the time, too.
1: <laughs> like, You mean I'm supposed to just assume the ridiculous ones are fake? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Um anyway, so we're looking at him <laughs> and um basically I've l- every dance of deduction can be solved if you stand behind the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in the last case it happened in this case every dance of deduction is stand behind someone and you you know they're lying right he's got those his he's got notes describing what gina looks like clearly he was on the stakeout for her he's got the coat on it's got a tear in the sleeve we look at his like cane his cane has initials on it that say ag you're not who you say you are dude and this coat doesn't fit you it's clearly not yours Uh, we learn on the the tag on the back of the music disc we're holding says uh, to McGillard, and we're like, holy shit, this coat was deposited based on the storage ticket February 15th, which was two months ago, the night that the omnibus burger took place. And we're like, it's connecting. So this coat was deposited and we're like, "Mm, this is clearly McGillard's coat. And then Ben just pulls out his gun and goes, give me that disc. And, uh, at that time we're like oh shit gregson and his lot come in and defuse the situation because apparently windy pushed an emergency button under his desk that has been recently installed from a string upon brokery break-ins good job windy yeah. they go to take ben away but he spins out and they give chase gregson let
1: <laughs> he literally spins <laughs> and turns little until he
0: just <laughs> yeah sorry that wasn't me just using a fun <laughs> word he literally spins away he
1: spins out of frame and then he gets away from the guy yeah
0: Which actually I kind of forgot that part happened And later they're just like oh this respectable man (laughs) We should find him Yeah Uh, Yeah so they they lose him Um, And Gregson's like I'm busy working on a very important case The one we were talking about earlier So he's like just give me the disc It has McGillard Everything that belongs to McGillard Has to go to the yard for investigation And so I guess yeah before we did cut his finger with the thing Because he's gone now
1: yeah, he. Which is only notable because now the disc has a little tiny smear of blood on it. It was just his finger on the bumps of the disc. Like he's fine. He's he also wearing up.
0: gloves. He wears
1: white. He's gloves. wearing gloves, but yeah, fine. I don't know why he got his finger cut,
0: but he did. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we leave. We ask Gina, who has her coat again, uh, for dinner. She runs away. So we go home. We tell Iris what happened. And Shlom's just, like, staring at his empty desk. And we're like, hey, what's up, buddy? And he's like, don't talk to me. I don't know who you are. And we're like, okay, <laughs> whatever, dude. Uh, and Iris is like, oh, I love Ginny. Uh what so she calls Gina. And and then we finally learn that her parents aren't here anymore. Mom died when she was a baby. We ask about her dad, John. And she's like, I've never met my dad, but he's doing important work. And he's about, and I can't wait to see him one day. And for some reason, we're surprised to learn this. Susato and Ryu. <laughs>
1: yeah and they both kind of look at each other and go we're not gonna tell her
0: um and she like mentions Iris mentions she's like she's been her luck for so long it actually stung when she learned he wasn't her dad That's and it made me sad and it also made it sound like i like iris thought john was dead for a long time but not that he's dead yeah. he's just been away at work basically
1: yeah and then we heartless fools know that her dad is dead and do not tell her yeah yeah and and uh that's not gonna come back to bite us at all later in the next game i can sh- i can surely you know <laughs> smash cut to the future rio knows on a dock thinking i have the best friends in the world as he's not telling one of them that her dad's murdered <laughs> right like yep. fuck you kid.
0: I anyway, keep going. Sherlock snaps out of it as we're like, ooh, ooh, pulling our collar about this dad business, and he goes, "Hey, look, I made uh, an impression of the disc onto that my caramel candy bar because it's the best thing invention I've ever made. You got a snack and it takes impressions really well." Anyway, I don't know how to play it because we don't have the right music box, so I ordered one of every music box in the, in all of England, and we're like, "Oh, okay, uh, thanks, I guess." <laughs> so. Susato's like, oh, by the way, Iris, I can't believe you have a manuscript called The Hound of Baskervilles. And Erin's like, how the fuck do you know what it's called? And she's like, uh, and she never explains that ever. But she acknowledges it. She's like, "I will tell you later. I can't tell you." I'll now. tell you
1: later. Yeah, I don't. I'm not ready to explain it now. Yeah.
0: So things are tense. But Gina shows up, and so we're like, "Oh, hello, Gina! Like, let's have dinner. Let's have a slumber party." Gina teaches us how to like do sleight of hand tricks. So we go up to bed, and Susato's like, "Oh, by the way, that telegram this morning. Uh, I've been summoned to go to the Chief Justice office tomorrow morning." Uh, and he, and he was like, "Oh, cool. I'll come with." And she's like, "No, it's just me." And we're like, "Okay, all right." Um, Iris and Gina come back upstairs and they're like, hey, we stole your armband, here's it back. Uh, Susado, are you going to tell me about why you know about the manuscript? She goes, no, I need more time. Uh, but why is it at, like, the pawn shop? And Herlock told Iris when she wrote it, it wasn't the right time and he wasn't at liberty to say why he couldn't publish the manuscript yet, but he would one day. And Gina's like, that's bullshit. Adults are bullshit. Uh, you know, she's glad she doesn't have parents because parents are rude. I think Herlock is lying, and Iris is like, no, I want to believe in Hurley, even though I'm, like, worried it's not even at the pawn shop. Like, he's, Gina's like, he sold it to somebody. That's why he's, he's like, raking in the money or something. And so we all kind of go to bed feeling bad, and then we wake up in the middle of the night, and Herlock's like, hey, Gina went missing. And we're like, oh, shit. And the Windy Bank light is on. So we think Gina went in there to steal the manuscript or at least prove it isn't there and that her you know, that Herlock secretly sold it and Susato knows why, you know. So we run over there and Susato comes with and the door is open and we walk in and there's two dark figures inside. They shoot Herlock immediately and run away. <laughs> uh, Herlock's yeah. on the floor going yeah. like, ah, I get after them! And so Ryu's like, uh, uh, and then he runs, but they're gone. And as we're outside, a policeman goes, what are we, what are you doing? He goes, my friend's been shot. So we bring the police officer inside. Herlock's alive. He's like, check the storeroom. And we get our little anime cut scene. The door is locked, but there's like a weird door flap in it. Um, and I wrote the word weird flap in the door because I thought it was weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, it may be giving it a little bit away, but it's so earlier when we were having Winzy breakfast time and the cat comes in the cat door. Iris had invented a cat door-making machine that can make a cat door in any object. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the you look through the flap and you see the Moida scene. The Moida
0: scene. When you bank his face down, there's a bullet hole at his back, and on her side is Gino with the revolver. Both are unconscious. Basically, yeah, that's, like, the, the smash cut there. And then we go back home um, without Susado and Iris is like, I woke up and I just had a note. Everyone's gone and a note saying, stay here. What's going on? So we're like, so Herlock is in surgery and isn't allowed any visitors. Susato's in police questioning. I've just got out of police questioning. Um, and Gina is uh, the suspect. Uh, and Iris is like, well, we gotta go see her lock anyway. So we, you, you're a al- lot, like, you're like, you're not allowing visitors, but you're allowed to go to the scene anyway, so I did, <laughs> but he's not there.
1: <laughs> he's not there, yeah, and, and this is where Iris finally, like, leaves the house, and I'm like, oh, okay, so she's not locked in Baker Street for some reason. Well,
0: we first meet Iris at the courthouse, and she gets G- Gina and, like, goes back home, so I didn't have that, yeah. that, that, that thought, but... <laughs> That is interesting that she also just almost never leaves the house. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so you have a couple options of which are you can go. So I went to the hospital first. The policeman's like, he's still, he's still in surgery. Uh, and we're like, and he's like, you guys aren't allowed here. And we're like, we're next to Ken, And he's like, oh, well, if that's the case. And I'm like, that's not how off limits work, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and basically, it's, Herlock can't, like the anesthesia won't work. Because he's had too much coffee. So he's still like waiting to pass out, I guess. Uh, so we come, we'll come, we come back later. So I move over to the prison in this instance. And Gina has her coat in her bag and points a smoke grenade gun at us. Which is real shitty prison work, but whatever. She tells us she gets lost. She loves stealing. That's why she broke into the pawn shop. She doesn't want no public defender. No, you can't represent me. And she won't tell us anything. She says everyone lies and she's the biggest liar of them all. Take this picture of a white cat I found in the coat. To remember her by <laughs> and then tells us to leave. So you look at the photo, and it's a it's another pawn redemption ticker ticket, and McGillid had still had it, and the date was two days before the omnibus crime. And it's for a box. For a small box. For a small box, box yeah. Uh, so we're like, hmm, interesting. So you dupe doop I dupe doop dupe over to the pawn shop and talk to Gregson, who overly gushes at iris and drinks some tea she gives him. Like, Gregson's behavior is with iris is just so saccharine yeah (laughs) so he tries to give us grief for letting the two thugs give away but apparently they had immediately been apprehended by the police overnight so they but they are pressing charges on gina we ask grex what up and he's like well i owe basically my salary and my prestige to iris uh so we ask if we can investigate though and he says we need to get representation papers from gina so we can investigate the scene this is the first i've heard of that uh, yeah that's a thing <laughs> that's a thing apparently so um um uh, gregson tells us that also susado left a message saying to meet her at the chief justice's office She's never turned for her to get home so we're supposed to meet her there but basically she went from questioning the police drove her over to the office so we're like okay we'll go meet her and he's like I can't believe you're using me- you know using the yard as a as a pen service blah 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 And Iris is like, don't be so mean. He goes, yes, Iris.
1: Yes, Iris. It's compensation, Gregson, for watching you do this 20 minute long tea drinking animation every five
0: (laughs) seconds. God. Okay. Um, Oh, sorry, that happened. And then he tells Susado to go meet her. So we go meet Susado. And we overhear her talking to the Chief Justice Strongheart. And he said that Susado's dad has fallen ill 10 days ago and she has to go home immediately. So she's taking it takes 50 days to get home on a boat. She's leaving first thing tomorrow morning. So um, we're like, holy fuck, Susato's leaving. And Strongheart's like, ah, that Gina case is op- open and shut. The yard has much bigger fish to fry. And who the hell is this little girl talking in my office? I didn't invite a child here. And we're like, oof, harsh. <laughs> um, but you know, I get it. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, uh, and this comes up in the case later, we become so embroiled with Herlock and Iris, we assume everybody knows who they are or cares who they are, and that's not true. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good to know. Uh, We ask if we can represent Gina, and he's like, um, she has to be the one to say yes. I can't just grant you permission for that. So we go back to prison, and Susano lays on some serious guilt trip. I'm like, Gina, I'll never see you again. You've made my friends unhappy by not letting them represent you in court. If you could just clear up your big lie uh, and make my friends happy. So my friends will be happy because i am never seeing you again.
1: Yeah, essentially make us hate you so that way we don't feel bad for not
0: representing you. Yeah, it's my last request as a judicial assistant, right? So Gina's like, I lied at the McGillan case. McGillin case. I was hiding under the seat. I heard the thud. I was pulled out and sat next to the body. It was my hands that were covered in blood. He asked me a bunch of questions about who I am and threatened me. There was the disc in the omnibus and she he made sure she told no one. So McGillard and Mr. Mason were awake and talking the whole time. Gina couldn't make out the combo. Once they stopped, when the other guys saw the cops, Gina went back under the seat. McGill gave the driver 10 guineas to take his coat to the pawn shop. And once they were all gone, Gina was able to slip away on the conditions she told no one and to take their redemption slip to... From the driver and hold on to it till McGill came back for it if he was delayed she was extended past two months and he gave her money for it at the pawn bra- pawn shop uh and she retrieves the ticket from the bushes the following day and he's also coached her on what her testimony would be so he had threatened to chase her at her orphan game out of east end they have nowhere to go so we're like okay gina thank you for telling us the truth Please sign these representation papers so we may go investigate. You can tear them up tomorrow if you change your mind, but we really, really want to find out what the truth is. So she signs it. And then we're also like, oh, by the way, her has been shot. Bye. <laughs> um, so in case it's not clear of how the pawn brokery system works, because I explained it a lot in the game, and I realized I didn't explain it here. When you go pawn something, you have 30 days, I believe. You have. A- I think you get to pick you have a set amount of time for him to hold on to it and he you have a pick date, the password and the how much it costs. So you can go there and be like here's your money, here's my ticket, here's my password, please retrieve my item and he retrieves it out of your item. If you cannot pay, he puts it on the shelves to sell. Um, so that's how the Pound broke system works. And so Gina only knew that she had to get the coat and she had to pay to extend it and she had to get the ticket back to him. But then McGilligal died so she was like ah, i guess it's mine now um and since she had the money for it she was very scared of this whole situation but she was threatened to, to tell lies and she
1: did pay the loan right because it's it's you get money and then you pay the loan to get the item back so she took the ticket and she knew the password and she paid the loan
0: and that's when eggs tried to iggy tried to steal it from yeah. her um, so now we have the paper sign. We go and we show Gregson. And now we can look at this bloody calendar on the wall that I noticed a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a day calendar. So it's April April 15th. or 16th now. Now it's 16th. Pops always uh, took the, like, ripped the calendar page off at the end of the night. So he would start the day with the correct page. Uh, so it w- happened overnight. There's a bullet in it and blood on it. Iris is like, hey, look, I got this cool thing that, uh, it's, it's, I can shoot things with the regent and it'll turn things color so we can, like, essentially blood type people. Um, we're like, well, that's helpful. So we, we blood type this calendar and it's green. We find another receipt on the counter and we see that's for the overcoat and it's also a picture of the cat because these tickets are on the back of just pictures. So this is where we go over the stereoscope again and we learn how to do it. This is the cross-eyed bit.
1: Because we, we have two pictures of the same cat. Because yep. basically the one for the small box is on a picture of a cat, a little white cat next to a snowman. And the picture, the coat ticket is on a picture of a white cat next to a snowman. But they're actually stereoscope pictures. So this is where we learn how to use the stereoscope. But on the back, uh, in the Ace Attorney fashion, flip it over, they're both redemption tickets for these two items. Yes.
0: So we, we figured that out. We learned that. And then we go over the storeroom where it happened. Irish is traumatized. But we do find her manuscript. And the box was. But
1: we, bug- we poke her and we're like, do the blood thing. <laughs> Will that make I'm you- sorry you're traumatized, but do the okay, blood hey, thing.
0: Hey, hey, you want to make you feel better? You want to shoot some blood? Hmm?
1: Some science? Would some science help? Would
0: some science help. <laughs> um, we find the manuscript, though. Her box is there. Uh, it's open, but still there. And Herlock, we keep asking because Iris is very concerned. Herlock is still unconscious, but out of surgery. Uh, anyway, we check the blood, it turns blue. And then we uh, look at the tickets and we're like, oh, maybe because of... Maybe this is me doing that order." But then I look at the tickets and then the um, we're like, oh, there should be a box somewhere here. But they're like, there's so many little boxes here. We have no idea. The descriptions are not very um, helpful of the items. It just says, like, coat, overcoat, and the other one says, like, small box. Like, no no dis- discerning features of these boxes. Well, So we can't look for the box, but we do find... A bloody thumbprint on the overcoat ticket, and it's purple uh, when we check it. Um, and this matches the blood that we then go and... F- I don't know when I when we do this. Later, when we go back to talk to Gina, but... We learn that that coat is covered in purple blood.
1: <laughs> like a comical amount.
0: Oh, it's like soaked all over the front.
1: I mean, we can... We surmise, even before we go check the overcoat blood color... That the ticket with the the coat ticket has blood on it because that was the night that the murder happened of the thrice fired Mason. Mm-hmm. And so we tight we figure out, like, hey, this blood belongs to the thrice fired Mason because there was discussion of people getting their hands bloody during that. And the reason why it's a comical like later we do the overcoat and we see a comical amount of purple on it and and so we're like, Clearly McGill had killed the thrice-fired mason and that entire trial was a sham at this time as opposed to earlier when it was a sham or when Gina told us it was a sham. is You know, there's all the times that it, we knew it was a sham, but we're like, oh, clearly he did it. Later, in this very case, we see that the murder picture of the thrice-fired mason again. There is not that much blood. <laughs> like There just straight up was not that much blood. But this is like you know, a Thrasher movie covered on the, you know, and we talk, we have a very long conversation with Gino while she is covered in purple,
0: which represents blood. I am for meanies, baby. I am for meanies. <laughs> also, like, I I would take off that coat immediately.
1: Yeah, it, the minute that somebody is, like, shot me, and it's like, wow, that coat's covered in blood, baby. I would take it off, throw it in the garbage. Right,
0: and the other thing that gets me, too, is, like, they're like, oh, it's such a dark coat, it's no, why we couldn't see the dried blood. I'm like, but it's stiff, it smells bad. I'm sure it's you can... It's two-month-old blood. Two blood. It is not invisible, y'all. It's not like it was washed. You know, it's
1: got a... It's got a rip in the shoulder because Eggsy put it on.
0: <laughs> Throw it in the trash. It's drag. like the worst coat. It's a bad coat. Um. Anyway, all of those qualms aside, when we go... So we, we investigate the scene. We look at everything we can. And when we go back to Gina and we figure out the coat and we belong in this room, we ask Gina again... Uh, let us represent you. And then, sh- Uh, and by the way, Iris' manuscript is there. We know that's why you broke in there. And Ryu is, like, hitting the... Shit, I fucked up. I'm fucked up by, like, I let a criminal walk free. And the greatest lawyer... He has, like, a big moment of, like, the greatest lawyer's weapon is belief in your defendant, but my defendant lied. And, um, Gina, we still believe in you, though. And she's like, I don't trust anyone anymore. Um, and we're like, but we, we trust you and believe you. Uh, she's like, fine, do what you want. And so we are about to leave and Gregson's lurking in the corner. And Susetta was like, hey, who are you? Who's over there? And Gregson's like, ah, you're Eastern arts. Uh, I was just checking on things. Uh, people were still hanging out here. They're supposed to leave. You guys are supposed to get out of here. Okay, bye. <laughs> so Gregson was eavesdropping and we don't know why. Well, this will be the only
1: reason why Gregson knew about there ble- being blood on that black coat. That's all. Oh,
0: I was just like, because that was that. something
1: I had an issue with later was like, how the fuck does he know about the blood on
0: the coat? Well, he was here for this conversation. Oh, good catch. I was just like repeating this. I'm like, hey, why did that even happen? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay so we're going home because it's been a full 24 hours of not sleeping. And we talked to Susato and she's like, I'm leaving tomorrow morning at like 4 a.m. Here's some notes. And um, and I'm like the, the worst just assistant ever. And we're like, no, you're great. And she Susato flips us and she goes, I do not want to have a tearful goodbye. Good night. Uh, So sh- we try to go to sleep. And sometime in the small, according to the game, small hours of the night, we see that Susato has gone to her lock and has made some sort of secret agreement from the looks of it. And then that's it. That's it that we get from Susada. We wake up in the morning and she's gone. Uh, she had to get on a train at 4am to get to the boat. Uh, and so we finally get to the trial. We are finally, after me talking for what, half an hour? <laughs> More yeah, an hour? now we're finally at the trial. Now we're finally at the trial. This trial is only a one day case. They did all of the investigation in the beginning and now we have just straight trial. Um, yeah. So Herlock is supposedly uh, still asleep from the anesthesia... So Iris is going to stand with us in court because we have no one else on our side. Van Zeeks is back and the judge is like, hey, dude, what's up? Like, it's pretty erratic <laughs> Why behavior. are you back again, bro? You, you came, you left, what's up? And he goes, well, I hate rich people, like McGillin. And I hate, and I hate Japanese people.
1: I was <laughs> And the just... judge is like, well, uh, good to have you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was just like, oh, hmm, okay. (laughs) It's it's, it's, It's
1: so stupid. Imagine going into a court of law and be like, well, why'd you take this case? Well, I took the McGillie case because I hated that guy. But more importantly, I hate all Japanese people.
0: What the fuck? Yeah, the judge is just like, what the- what the fuck indeed? Uh, anyway, we meet the- we go and meet the jury. The
1: judge is like, I'll allow it, that seems fine.
0: There are so many things where I'm like, clearly you just suspended the trial- like, this is- This trial should have been suspended, closed sessions, like-
1: so many, because the next thing, the jury, we'll talk about the jury, but that should have also been an instant suspension of the trial, but then also the first thing Naruhota does is go, bitch, I was there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so many things, should have just, this trial just shouldn't have happened. <laughs> uh now we don't have to spend too much time going over the jury because we fucking don't. i'm gonna go
1: over the uh let me three lightning one. let me lightning run the jury juror number one john garrett uh, <laughs> juror number two the maid who's basically been on every other jury in this game yep juror number three a new guy he's like a young dandy who has a stereoscope strapped to his head and keeps going cross-eyed and being like i'm the future <laughs> yep I won't even talk about it, what he looks like. He doesn't... I All you have to know is I said his hair kind of looks like cauliflower shoved up into this strap-on stereoscope. Anyway, juror number four, the same old round man from the case with the lady who got stabbed who was, like, very forgetful, but now he's a surgeon. And then juror number five, uh, she was, like, a typist in a previous trial, but now she's a telegraph operator. Juror number four and juror number five are implied to be different people who look exactly the same as those other jurors. <laughs> juror number six, literally the Russian terrorist from the boat case.
0: <laughs> like, and we even asked, hey, don't I know you? The,
1: <laughs> the first thing during the summation examination, like, was like, wow, I've seen a lot of these people on this jury before, but summation examination comes up, the first thing we say is like, hey... Aren't you that Russian revolutionary who, like, bombed a building?
0: Aren't you a terrorist? And he's like, no. I a, I'm a tourist. I'm a tourist. <laughs> Which then we also <laughs> later ask, how is a tourist on the jury? On a jury.
1: <laughs> it's a, isn't it, yeah, hey, Iris, isn't the jury composed of the denizens of London? Don't you have to be a citizen of in this case London to be a jurist. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, because she doesn't. Because I mean she does. She's like, I don't know no, much about law. 10. I'm a child genius, but I don't know about the law, sorry.
1: I just can't believe like I saw the jury, like you know, it's I'm I'm here, sir, because I hate Japanese people. Immediate flash cut to the jury who's <laughs> all these fucking people.
0: I just it's farcical. Absolutely. Um okay so so, Venzix is like, hey, just, like, look look at this. Like, the guy was shot from behind. It bullets an upward trajectory. A short person shot him. Look at all this damning evidence. And he, like, breaks out his wine and tears off his cape really early. Uh, and he's like, and here's witnesses. The witnesses are called to the sand, they're Nash skulking and Ringo Skulking and Gregson. Do you want to just Nash
1: Skulkin and Ringo Skulkin. I kind of like, actually. I kind of do,
0: too.
1: <laughs> I kind of do like them. So, the Nash is, um... Nash Skulkin, professional baddie, is how he introduces himself. (laughs) He's, like, a... He's got a long face and is severely angled into, like, a very flat chin. Like, think very basic geometry. Like, he's not... They do not have depth to this. It's just, like, parallel lines, angled lines, flat chin. That's the face. He's got a ton of chin. His, like, mouth is really little. He's got one of those little, um, Adams family mustaches. For, um... And then he's got, like... Big eye, big round cartoony eyes with little black pink prigs of pupils that are surrounded by black, like a burglar mask. Like a
0: classic burglar
1: mask. Classic burglar mask. Um, he's got rosy cheeks and like a small nose, just because his face takes up so little real estate of the, of the face, mm-hmm. right? Like his actual face is very small, but his face is very big, if that makes sense. Yeah. But his color is sort of a jewel tone, emerald green suit jacket. He's got a, I thought it was a page boy cap, but it's a page boy cap with a beret thing sticking up in it. So it doesn't really make sense, but whatever. So hat, mask, he's got a red bow tie, black shirt. He's wearing gray shorts. Um, and then he has a, pi- a lapel pin that's like a cross made of bones, but the top of the the cross is a skull. And that is also stitched on the back of his coat. And then he's theatrically taller of the two, but he's still shorter than Gregson. So he's the tall one. And then Ringo, Skulkin, professional baddie, is short, fat, round, chubby cheeks. Still where the face takes up so little of the face. Um, He's purple with a yellow bow tie, but otherwise, like, exactly the same vibes. Round versus tall. And then, same thing. Skull pin, patch on the back, gray shorts. They do a little, like, coordinated, you know... Uh, move with their they hold their hands where their chest would be and they turn around so you can see their patches and they move their elbows like in sync Yeah. Um, and they keep trying to do this with Gregson because there are two brothers of a three brother group the missing brother is Skulky Skulkin or Sulky Skulkin and they say Gregson looks exactly like him, but Gregson just keeps being like, I don't- I'm not associated with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I- do. leave me out of this. I want nothing to do with this. I'm here because you both are criminals, and I don't want you to run away.
1: Yeah, but like, as much as- as people being ridiculous in this game can sometimes be infuriating, I think back to Pat and, um...
0: Pat and Rolly.
1: Pat and Rolly, the- the Bobby and the wife from the last case- these two are ridiculous, but I'm kind of into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. They also do this hand clap thing where they, like, don't actually clap their hands and keep missing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they, like, hold hands at the end and look at the, look at the camera and smile, I, which is...
0: <laughs> they're, they're quite endearing for a bunch of uh, thieving scamps who do nothing yeah, but lie and- to you.
1: Even when they're frustrating, I'm just kind of like, yeah, they would be. I'm
0: glad you had the same reaction because I could definitely see people not thinking this is charming at all, but I did as well.
1: Yeah, I just kind of like them. I don't know, and it's kind of like the Garridebs. Like even though the Garridebs were like annoying as shit, I was like, no, I kind of like them.
0: Yeah, because they love each other. It's one of those things where. Yeah. But also, I didn't like Pat and like the the cop and his wife, because they were they were too in love, right?
1: It didn't, they didn't actually feel like they really cared about each other. It felt like an
0: act, yeah.
1: It felt like an act. And it felt like it was, it was an, like, Pat really did, but Raleigh didn't. Because every time, she was, like, laying it on thick, and he would just be like, yeah, whatever, right? Like, <laughs> I'm asleep, please let me sleep. Yeah, it, I don't know. So, anyway, <clears throat> I, I we, that's, a like, a weird social dynamic situation that I don't understand. Anyway, Skulkin Brothers, love them. Yeah. Great.
0: Having a great time. Uh, so... Uh, Gregson's like, can I stay on the stand, please, your honor, because they are under arrest for trying to burglar the pawn shop, but they did witness the murder, so that's why they're here. Um, and they try to say, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we left, we didn't do anything, and we're like, I was there, motherfuck, you shot Herlock Shlopes, <laughs> and they're like, oh. For which, some reason, Von like, yeah, prove it, prove that they shot anything, <laughs> immediately
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's like yeah I was there and Von Zieg's like well everyone else here was not so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're, I'm like Herlock Sholmes is in the hospital and that doesn't count
1: <laughs> and later it's revealed that of course the surgeon on the jury was the surgeon who did Herlock Sholmes' surgery that comes up later but you'd think that here where it's like well prove that Herlock Sholmes was shot <laughs> that man would have been like well in fact
0: and so we we do, we immediately hit a jury summation.
1: <laughs> As usual. And I keep talking about how this is not compelling story-wise. But yeah, immediately, you know, opening case of the prosecution, immediate summation examination.
0: Yeah. And so it's really rough. Uh, the Russians just like, these boys are good boys. And we're like, no, 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 they're liars. And he goes, oh. And so he changes his mind, and then the rest change it based on the facts that we take photos from 1 and 3 o'clock, or sorry, 1 and one thirty. sorry, 1 and one thirty, and then we look at the stereoscope and see the things on the counter were moved, even though they said they didn't touch anything. And it probably wasn't by Geno, it was probably by the boys. People were like, hmm, this is compelling enough, I guess you can have a, a trial.
1: <laughs> this, in retrospect, this was the time where I was like, please, game, just do it for me, and I should have been paying more attention because I may have noticed something that comes up way later in the case. The door, the peephole door on the door Mm -hmm. in this picture versus the next picture is in one of them and it's not in the other one, right? Right. If somebody had noticed that, you player, you out there audience, if you had noticed that at this time, I can imagine you frothing at the mouth for the rest of this trial. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: I didn't notice, so I wasn't frothing at the mouth for the rest of this trial, but I can totally imagine somebody being like, why am I pointing out the books when there's a door in the door in one picture and there's no door in the door in another picture?
0: Right. Right? And I think the game counted on because, like, if they do the picture merge for you, that, that part doesn't pop out, right? Only the stuff on the counter pops out
1: yeah but if you can look with your human but you look eyes at that, you can picture side
0: by side right that didn't pop out but those things were indeed different
1: yeah if you're just playing spot the difference like i was because i wasn't doing this eye cross bullshit uh in any case it's the books that moved slightly
0: right Um, okay, so we questioned the brothers. The brothers lie through their teeth every five seconds. So Mm -hmm. that's, like, the frustration. Even if they're a little, they're they're a bunch of little scamps, uh, and I enjoy them, but it was frustrating that just, like, nothing out of their mouth was reliable. Uh, so we questioned them, and they say, like, oh, it's because, uh, Pop Windybank was holding a gun, but we never saw him. And then we heard some voices and bang, and so we, like, knocked things over on the cow and we tidied it up. And we're like, Wendy was shot in the back. And they kept doing this little scene where they're like, oh, like, it was like this. Give me the gun. Bam. Ah. And then they, like, showed, they would, like, stop and be like, like that. See? And you're like, guys should have been actors. That doesn't make sense. In your little enactment, he was shot from the front. He was shot from the back, meaning he was, he was running away. So they're like, um, well, maybe we lied some more. Uh, Wendy had his old gun and his brother pointed the gun at Wendy and Wendy ran back into the store, storeroom room and we're like, well, how did Wendy have his own gun if Gina was supposed to have the gun? Right?
1: <sighs> <laughs> every gun that is introduced, by the way, every gun that's introduced in this case only fired one bullet. Don't question it.
0: Don't question it. Which Pops had notoriously said, my gun is only loaded with one bullet. I use, cause I will kill myself to protect my goods. He's a very misguided man who's now dead. Uh. We, you know, one shot was fired at Herlock because we saw it happen. And then secret third gun later because we definitely saw the bullet in the wall for a long time. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get there, though. Okay. So we're like, okay, so you guys actually pulled your gun on Wendy and he was just inside the store. The, sh- the shooter had to be behind the counter but outside the door. That means the store, the storeroom was open at the time. And so it must have been you guys pointed your gun at him. He ran inside. You shot him. And then uh, Gina closed the door to protect herself because she didn't also want to get shot. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And she wants to save her life. And everyone's like, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. And Van Zeke's like, but they didn't use their gun and they never had Wendy's gun. And we're like, damn it. So Van Ziek spends a lot of time saying we're using our Eastern tricks and somanship. And he's just really racist at this point.
1: Although I will say it is more tolerable in this case, probably simply because it's only coming from him and not from
0: literally everyone. Yes, else. <laughs> I will say so. But he and he doesn't and do it, it consistently. He just like pops it I, I have notes about von Siek's inconsistency <laughs> about this whole trial, but like he, he just like pops off right now about being like, Look at these tricks and smoking screens he's basically pulling on you. And uh Gina's a criminal. You can't hide by the, the facts that she's just a kid. Look at this uh, music evidence. She was trying to take it, take it from someone because she's a thief. And Gregson's like, "Hey, hey, hey! I thought we agreed we weren't going to take this. Uh, we're not supposed to be talking about this music disc. The the bigwigs at the prosecution said we couldn't use this as evidence." And Von Zieg's like, mm, "I don't know about that. Anyway, here, here you go, Judge. Add it to the evidence. <laughs> it's my case, <laughs> and I'll do what I want." <laughs>
1: I do, I do like this, because later in this case, says, I don't give a shit, I'll do whatever I want attitude means he's just, like, kind of pinching the bridge of his nose and being like, shut up everyone, and, and he lets you do what you
0: want, and that's good. Yeah, so, uh, basically at this point, we do a lot in this case of, like, trying to use emotions against people, so we are- Bonzeek's now saying, like, we're like, Gina was a scared little girl, Bonzeek's like, she was a thief- and a liar. She's a thief and a liar. Do not believe that. So everyone's like, uh, yeah, she probably is. Because trying to say that the, the brother shot Windy and and Gina had the gun doesn't make sense. So now we're all going back to saying she's guilty. Uh, so now we have a new summation. And so this is when yeah. we learn that uh, juror number four was operating on her lock And that there was a front wound, but no exit wound from the bullet. He also spends a lot of time saying he doesn't know if he left his scalpel in there, he couldn't find the bullet, uh, and he just stitched him back up and he was freaking out and he's like, I don't understand what happened. Someone could explain to me what happened. So then we asked the Russian, who is a gun expert. <laughs> yeah, he's just an innocent Russian tourist ballistics expert. Right, and he explains that once he was a young man, he was shot at and the bullet hit some ice next to him and he didn't get shot by the bullet the ice penetrated him and it was and the ice melted immediately so there was nothing to get out right and so we're like oh something similar happened here herlock has a pouch on him that the doctor took off and he has dangerous chemicals he keeps on his person at all (laughs) times yeah like you do and so we we it gets added to evidence we the doctor also has seen, said he had lost his scalpel and never ever worries about it again.
1: Now, this 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 uh, goes into your theory that everyone in this and in everyone who we encounter, whoever has a medical crisis in this game is dead. Uh, and it just goes <laughs> continues to say that Sherlock Holmes's mysterious chemical, which got shot, exploded, and then caused glass to to be flung into his body much like a bullet wound which the glass was then never recovered, and also a scalpel was left in him during surgery. Potentially, yeah. There's no chance. And they did uh, they under-anesthetized and then over-anesthetized him so, so that he didn't wake up. Uh, he's fucking gone. Like, <laughs> there's no hope for Sherlock Holmes on this one, baby. Sherlock Holmes too. <laughs> Later, this one's dead.
0: Yeah, that's a clone. That's somebody else, because this one should be dead. Um... And so we look at the pouch, the bullet is in the pouch.
1: Yeah, so we just present, so we're just like, here's your third bullet. And they're like, bitch, where'd you get that? Yeah, because- It's like, you handed it to me. the,
0: The major was like, uh, I would believe that somebody else could have shot him if there was a third bullet. And we're like, well, we know that there's one in the victim, one that's in the wall. And we thought originally that that one hit Sherlock and passed through him and hit the wall. No, no, no. That's a different bullet because this third one is in his pouch, right? So we're like, well, mm-hmm. where'd this third gunshot come from? And so we suspend the summation. The judge the judge makes good calls. So he suspends the summation being like, I'm sorry, you guys are not allowed to make a decision yet. We need to investigate this third bullet. Uh-huh. Um, so we recall our witnesses. And we realize there's a third person who has gleam- green blood from our portfolio and they were there with the brothers because the brothers are like uh uh uh, and so this is where you figure out it's eggs, it's eggsy, eggsy.
1: Cause they, cause they're like uh, you know, here's a, you know, there's a, there was a third person. Well, who is the third person? And you're like, you know, the the one whose blood matches the other blood sample we have. They're both green. It's the disc blood that happened, and then they pull a photo from the photo auto photos and it's Eggsy, and then we're like, well, who's this guy then? And then one of the jurors is like, oh yeah, he works in my office.
0: Yeah, it's the telegraph lady. Oh yeah, we're a telegraph office. We do, like, a lot of stuff for the government. And he's, yeah, I'm very sure it's him. So Van Ziegs is pissed, and he flings his leg onto the desk, and he's like, Herlock Scholmes is a fictional character. This is the machine with the <laughs> blood thing. It's it's garbage. It's not real. It's not science. I want to throw it out. And Iris is like, well... Well, sir, I'd like to point out that your jury summation actually was suspended and wasn't canceled. So, if the jury wants to continue, um, we'll see what they think. Neener neener. And so the jury's like, "Hell yeah, we want to talk to Eggman." <laughs> um, so we um, we take an hour of recess while we call Eggman and we ask Gina, please, 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 tell us the truth of what happened the night of the murder. And so the important thing here is that she tells us everything that we already know uh, that she went there because there also is a photo of her pointing a gun at Wendy. I didn't go over the evidence, but she points. Up, there's, a, there's a very damning photo of her pointing a gun at she's Wendy. She's
1: pointing it up, though. Everyone says she's pointing at Aunt Wendy, but she's holding the gun elbows up. The gun is pointed at the ceiling. And this bothered me a lot, because they are like, look, you're pointing the gun at him. I'm like, no, she's literally not. She's literally pointing the gun at the ceiling. Could you all be diligent
0: for a second? Yeah. So what happened was she went in there, said, grabbed his gun, and said, like, hey, like, or... She went in there. It was dark. She lit, a, she lit the light. What a bad thief. Wendy's like, Oi, what are you doing in my shop? And she grabs his gun and goes, I don't want to see the manuscript. So he like, fine. Put the gun down, silly girl. So he takes her to the back so she can look at the manuscript. And while they're there, they hear a rustle it in, out in the front. And he goes, ah. Oh, she's like, oh shit, I didn't lock the door behind me. And he goes, I'll go deal with it. Give me my gun back. So he goes out with his gun. The Skulking brothers are there. Um he the
1: man's last words were what is this a burglary convention in here <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I felt very bad but i thought that was very i didn't even catch that but yeah so he and then they basically he starts running back into the storeroom he gets shot gina freaks out closes the door locks it grabs the gun for safety falls asleep unclear um
1: i think she saw the dead guy and passed out uh, like she saw that Wendy had been killed and and passed okay. out okay Um, From the,
0: from the trial. From the Chama. So that's what happened. And she just wants to be clear. Like, the important thing is she heard two gunshots, like, at a time. When he got shot and an additional one. Um, We tell her to believe in us and have faith. Um, And Ryu says something that I just what to put a pin in? Uh, we'll talk about it later. But he says I've been both the defendant and a defending lawyer my time, so I only know too well just how hard it was to put all of your faith in another, and I also knew how hard it was to bear the burden of putting all of your faith of of putting all of their faith in you. So he like knows both sides of the burden. So I do like that they bring Rio's stakes and gravity into this case, but we don't really focus on it at all. So anyway, we come mm-hmm. back to the trial, and uh. Eggie here's real name is Ashley Graydon. He refuses to acknowledge the cr- the Skulkin brothers. He refuses to acknowledge any of the crimes, and he like does one of his fancy moves, and we catch Nash Skulkin reacting. Uh, the Skulkin brothers also we call say Mister Skulkin, and both of them try replying all the time. We're like, no, not you, the <laughs> Mr. other one. Mister and
1: Mister Skulkin. Yeah, Mister <laughs>
0: and Mister Skulkin. It's very cute. Um, so he moves around in Nash. We're like. Why'd you react to that? And he goes, ah, he's just waving his arms around and he's injured. So I didn't want him to reopen his injury because he was shot. (laughs) And he's like, you fucking idiot. And like, can we please examine you to see if you are injured? He goes, absolutely not. And so uh, we're like, oh, well, hey, how about this music disc? Because we know for sure your blood is on it uh, because your thumb should have a scratch now. He's like, "Mm, well, that just belonged to me anyway. And Gina stole it from me. Gregson's also still, we have four people on the stand here. We have Eggs, the brothers, and Gregson still. And Mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, God, I need that disc back. Oh, and and we're like, hey, why do you need that disc? And he goes, don't worry about it. Like, he won't give us information. He's not helping us. So now we have like a lot of conjecture. We're being accused of because we're like, we were there. We saw this thing. We were there when he tried to steal it. And we're like, "Mm, this is a lot of conjecture. And we're like, I'm like, but we were there. We saw it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and he's he's like, You're doing a lot of conjecture and stop talking about the blood
0: colours because that's not allowed. But so anyway, we're like, Fine, we present the other pawn ticket for the small box, but that item had already been forfeited. So we're looking at the two more pictures to prove that nothing was stolen. So we took that two stills of the of the pawn shop and they were like, Look, clearly nothing was stolen. This is how we know nothing was stolen on the night of the crime. Like when these guys broke in, they didn't take anything. And so we look at them in stereoscope, and we see that the small box in the lower left was moved slightly. So we demand to see it in person. And while we wait, Von Zieg says some more racist shit about Eastern Smokescreen, and we're just full of bullshit. The thing that brought the music box into it... Oops,
1: spoilers. (laughs) The small box is a music box. Um, The two images is, like, Eggsy says, hey... There wasn't even anything else of McGilded's there, so why would I even want to come back to the pawn shop? And you're like, well, actually, there's this small box. And there, he's like, well, but I didn't steal anything, so clearly I didn't steal the small box. And it's like, well, the small box, this small box was moved, right? So I think that's why it's like, we're identifying, we're identifying all of McGilded's items, and clearly Eggsy want. he's sort of admitted that he does want McGilded's items.
0: yeah. Um, and that's like he tried to steal the coat from us, and he. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, I thought it wasn't your coat because he keeps going back and forth. We don't, we don't get into it, I guess. Um, we also are trying really hard not to say that Gina committed perjury because apparently we care about perjury desperately in this case. Uh, oh
1: my god!
0: Yeah. <laughs> which is just so <laughs> unreal for Ace Attorney. We don't want to admit that Gina lied, creating, pre- committed perjury in the McGilda case because that whole thing was false testimony, but we realize the truth has to come out. So we call Gina to the stand and we make her speak the truth. Um, She tells the truth about lying last time and we get in trouble. He's like, Oh, the judge is like, I can't believe it, ma'am. You're in trouble. Defense. You're in trouble. Like can't believe everyone's a liar. We're like, yes, sir. We will, you know, we will take our punishment accordingly. Um, But for right now we need to figure out what's going on right now. Um, so while we're talking to Gina, we see Eggsy and Gregson whispering to each other with their backs to us, and we're like, what the hell? And they're like, nothing, nothing.
1: Yeah, the only way to get out of the Gina testimony, there's not actually a a fallacy in the Gina testimony, you have to call gregson and eggsy on what they're chatting about and that's how you get progress from gina's testimony
0: i liked that like as a gimmick i guess i thought
1: yeah i didn't get stuck on that i could see how somebody might because there was no exclamation point about it yeah it was a but secret uh one. it was it did make you recognize
0: that that eggsy and gregson were chatting right right um and so while we do this we talk about all the things on gina's thing the music box shows up or sorry, the box. But we learn that it's a music box. Uh, we put the disc in against Gregson Wishes. We're like, this is the music box. It's gonna... Like, we open up, we open the music box, we put the disc in. Gregson's like, no, 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 no. But it plays the same note over and over again at a really weird pace. Eggs is like, ha, huh, it's broken. And everyone's like, ah, it's probably broken. But we're like, mm, it sounds kind of like Morse code. And we're like, holy shit, Eggsy, are you stealing government secrets? And the brothers are like, yo, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. We ain't those kind of criminals. We told us, this yeah. man here just told us to do a simple job. We didn't know anything about government secrets.
1: Yeah, they were like, we wouldn't agree to it if it had been government. Asshole, why'd you grope us into some treason, Yeah, right? and X is
0: like, I'm just a low-level employee at the communications office. And dirt what number is she, five? She's, four. um, four. Four. No,
1: she's actually, yeah, she's five. She said, dirt
0: number five is like, Oh, no, 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 no. He is high level, talented. He is an idol. He would know all sorts of things about government secrets. Um, the problem here, though, is the Morse code is in dots and dashes, and this disc is only essentially dots. Everyone acts like we're fucking morons for not knowing about Morse code. <laughs> But it is
1: i got so scared when they were like oh you don't i'm sorry you don't know about morse code i was like oh good lord like i'm like please don't make me don't make me decode some morse code i
0: will die <laughs> that's a fair fear to have um they just explained it to us verbally and they're like essentially it's you only got one tone you don't have any dashes you only had dots here so we look at the music box again and we see it opens on both sides I meaning you can play two discs at once but we only have the one disc so we can't prove anything but we all know that there's supposed to be two discs because Eggsy said something when we saw him the other day. But we don't bring Where's this up. Where's the other one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eggs is like, this is a waste of my time. I didn't even, because we keep bringing up the connection to the, the McGillard case. And he goes, I don't even know who this thrice fired Mason Milverton is. The brothers are like, Oi, do you remember when, when your mom and dad were together and your last name was Milverton? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, bro. Do you remember when
1: you were a Milverton? And also, do you remember how is Victorian England? And your mom divorced your dad and took the kid and was fine after that. <laughs> do you remember so... how you were legally allowed to take your mother's last name, which is fucking wild for eighteen twenty three? I can't even believe it. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you were a Milverton? And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I and then do. you take Sissato's novel-length notes from the McGillivray case, which actually are two pages. Yeah. <laughs> and you present those and you say, actually, the thrice-fired Mason was named Mason Milverton.
0: I got mad about that, because I calls him Mr. Mason. That was his first name. I'm like, y'all fucking disrespectful fucks.
1: Well, they all thought his first name was thrice-fired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we prove that they're related, that that's his dad. The thrice-fired Mason was his dad, even though him and his mom walked out on him. So... We figured out that the deal with Mason and Magus McGill went sour. Mason got killed. Magus pawns his coat out with the the disc. Eggs tries to get it, but uh, we were there with Gina. So he gets the Skulkin brothers, breaking them in, promising to be good. But he only went for the music box, got the disc, and got out. He, of course, denies this. And we're like, sir, your arm is bleeding. (laughs) So or your nice white suit, nice white yeah. suit is bleeding because you are injured from being shot at. So we lay it out that the third gunshot was Windy. So uh, he accepts that he was in the shot, but refuses to admit high treason selling government secrets. He's calling himself a key witness to me. Like, since I, I agree, I was there. I saw Gina shoot Windy. So now we're doing this again.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you thought we were close. You thought we were like close to the end. No, no, no. Now he's like, I saw everything.
0: He saw everything. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and go through this testimony. None of this makes sense because Wendy was shot at the door to the back room. And I'm like, how could Gina have shot him in the back from any angle if she's in this room? We don't talk about it. Yeah,
1: because he's... No, the the... What we will never talk about even when we resolve the case is the room... The building is L-shaped where the or backwards L-shaped, where the storage room is at the foot of the, the L. And theoretically, three gunshots happen. One ended up in the wall at the top of the L, one ended up in a man's back, and one ended up in another man's arm, and where everyone is standing makes no sense at any point in time and is never charted out.
0: I think two of them make sense.
1: Well, I don't think that getting shot in the arm does, because he was at the...
0: He was by the front shelves. door, he said.
1: Yeah, but... The calendar was on the right side of the front door, and the shelf where the music box was was on the left side of the front door.
0: Yeah, his qu- question where he was exactly standing in that side of the wall, but he was definitely on that side of the wall, got shot from Wendy, who was behind the counter, right?
1: And then, we haven't hit this yet, but then he ran up, vaulted the desk, and shot
0: the man directly in the back. Right, That that's what I don't <laughs> understand. How did <laughs> Wendy funny, get shot funny. is never, never funny. makes sense. <laughs>
1: No, it does the, the floor plan because there's other shit in the way. There was like a stand in the middle of the room. Right. The the floor plan and how everyone got shot and exactly the way they got shot, including Sherlock Holmes, oh, yeah. does not make any sense. No.
0: Not in the slightest. Anyway, we'll pin all that. Um yeah. so we were like, Sir, your arm is bleeding. We know you have the disc in your pocket, essentially. Your arm is bleeding. Um, you had the third gun, you shot Wendy. And so he's like, No, I didn't. I'm a key witness. I saw Gina do it. So, uh, and I can prove it, there's blood all over the coat she's wearing. And we're like, well, we know it's covered in blood because it's Mr. Mason's blood from the Omnibus trial. But Von Ziegs is like, your bullshit gun isn't going to count. I'm going to ask that we test this for uh, Regent to test if there is blood from a German scientist. And the judge is like, I approve of this German science. So we're like, okay, well, that's happening. We're going to cross-examine. We know we have to be quick because we know it's covered in blood. But this test doesn't prove whose blood it is. And mm-hmm. our test doesn't count as science. So, um, Eggie asserts that when he was shot in the- ran back in the storeroom and Gina had the third gun and Aggie looked through the little peephole and when she shot him, she threw the gun out of the peephole to get it away from her. And it's around now that Gregson starts violently shaking Nash, <laughs> Skulkin, and asking, saying, like, why didn't you tell me about the third gun? And then we're like, yo, Gregson, what up? And he's like, sorry, I lost my temper. And we're like, that's not like him. Uh, but while we're doing this, police are like, hey, the coat is covered in blood. We did the thing. And everyone's like, guilty, guilty, guilty. So uh, we're about to do another summation. And the nice twist here actually is that Herlock Jones is disguised as the police officer who brought the results.
1: Yeah. And, and he's like five minutes with the defense, your honor, please. Yeah, um,
0: so he gets permission to speak for five minutes, and Banzi's like, sure, what's five more minutes? And he gives us the cat flap-o-mat that Iris made, and Susato left this in Herlock's care. And so um, we we're like, excuse me, before the summation, our cross-examine was interrupted by this man here. Can we please finish our cross-examination? And in that cross-examination, we present the flap mat And that saying the whole thing with the door now is that Susado created the hole in the door and eggs couldn't see it because she did it after the, after the crime. So there was no flat for him to see this murder. Uh, We prove Mm -hmm. it by presenting these two pictures of the before and after. Uh, And then Von Ziggs is like, well, hell looks like Susado trampered with the crime scene.
1: This fucked me up too, because it was while it was still happening, like the murder had happened, there was still burglars in the room, Sherlock Holmes gets shot, and then Susato makes the flap in the door while you're chasing the burglars outside. Then you return to see what's in the door through the flap while she is tending to a man who was just shot. It is midst crime. It's not tampering with a crime scene. The crime is happening still. Yeah,
0: they they (laughs) use this completely wrong the thing that is just uh like the thing is Susato just didn't tell the police in her questioning that she did this. Yeah. Um that's the big thing that the big no-no she committed, but this is uh a minor a minor problem but they're just like wow, you guys are all criminals. Everyone here is <laughs> everyone here has done perjury. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of, you
1: got a man off for murder. You did perjury. Your judicial assistant tampered with a crime scene. That child has probably done something, <laughs> but, right? Like,
0: <laughs> but basically, it's like the Skulking Brothers. We know we're unreliable, and Eggs is clearly just not telling us the truth, right? But we haven't proven that Eggsy here has done anything. He was shot at. He lied, sure, but I didn't do no more to. And so we're like, oh, my God. So Iris proves that the Flapomat mat actually is hers, that it actually created the hole, because he was like, mm, prove that that hole wasn't there. Prove that your machine's the one that made it. Like, stupid shit.
1: This is, this is, we've been told that this is the last piece of evidence, like, six times already, by the, oh, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. we start getting told that it's the last piece of evidence when, like, you know, it's like, oh, Susado came through in the end and gave us our last piece of evidence, and so we present the cat Flapomatic. And then it's like, okay, now the now the last time. Okay, now the last time.
0: <laughs> God, yeah, we get that a lot. And I, I, I we're almost there, fam. We're almost there. Stick with. They me. make
1: a she. So she makes a cat flap in the old Bailey. Is what, how she does it, and then Waggy Hagi is instantly materialized through the cat flap, and the judge is like, "Don't put, don't put cat flaps in the old Bailey, little girl." <laughs>
0: Right, like. There's also a quote that they Iris Iris is like, oh, you know the saying, there's no point in locking a cat's door if the cat's already bolted. I'm like, what the fuck? Have fu-? you ever
1: heard of no. this? No! I've never heard of this. Never heard.
0: So we prove that, that that's our flapping machine, and that's what we do, and so um, it's like, well, how would I know about the blood on the coat? How would I know about things? And we're like, hey, remember when you and Gregson were whispering to each other in the courtroom on stand? Then. <laughs> 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 Yeah. And so uh we're like I bet what happened is you exchange the se- the second missing music disc for information. And Von zeke's like A Gregson would have had to like Gregson's would have it on his person, so we should search him then. And then they're like no, it's n-. and so they're like okay, but if we search Gregson and it's not there, uh excuse me, your whole case is going to the trash and you have dishonored your country and you will hear you will be punished by the nation of japan the empire of japan for being mean to the scotland yard
1: yeah basically like hey you're hey you're creating an international incident if you're wrong and gregson's like yeah search me i know i got nothing to hide and you're like hang on hang on hang on let's search somebody else then so
0: we searched nash and Nash is like wait what the hell
1: oh i will oh. say i i I picked this one wrong because I the, my first instinct was search Sherlock Holmes because Sherlock Holmes came in as a plainclothes police officer and I thought Gregson would have snuck it into that guy's pocket because then it would be in the custody of the yard. Ah. And they all were mean to me about it. And so then I was like, okay, fine, Nash.
0: <laughs> because he was shaking Nash and that's when he planted it on him.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, I, like, an, like a fool, thought Gregson would give it to another
0: cop instead of a criminal. Right, no, yeah, how foolish of you. How foolish. Um, Everyone's like, blah, blah. what do you mean, ex-? like Nash? And Gregson's like, oh shit, I've been caught. No, 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 don't, don't, search me, search me. And I was just like, hey, everyone, shut up and listen, it's the British way. And they're all like, that's true, that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I don't understand. <laughs> that was, yeah, rude. this, this, Naruhodo-san is the courage of his convictions and we should all respect that. That's the British way. And everyone's like, yes. You're right. Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) He's like, I... And so and so Gregson freaks and tries to object. Monsi's like, you don't get to object in the court of law. That's my job. Uh, So Nash is we find the disc and we know, we figure out it's when Gregson was shaking him. Um, But he's like, I can't have you present this. It's for my secret case. And Eggsy's over here being like... I lied, but I didn't- I don't know where that disc came from. It wasn't me. And Gregson won't admit to anything either. And then he's like, excuse me, jury, just please know that I did this- whatever I did was in the name of justice. And so the jury's all like, oh, what a noble man he is. Uh, um, We're like, I demand the music box be played. And so we- You're
1: like, fuck you, play the government secrets. (laughs) Play the government
0: secrets. So we start playing government secrets and Gregson breaks- so he yeah. a- acknowledges, yes, he traded the the disc for secrets. Eggsy can't hide now. We're like, you fucking murder it and murdered him, and so he breaks his carriage and strangles Gregson in front of the cold court. <laughs> mm-hmm. After that, we get a very, very long story about Eggsy.
1: <laughs> it was kind of a disappointing breakdown. I wanted like a more, more villain. A more, well, not even more villain. I mean, like, we know the dude's a murderer, so the fact that he breaks his cane and then starts strangling a man is not like a breakdown. That's just, you know, his whole thing is he's like clawed his way up out of poverty, and then now his greed is based out of fear of becoming impoverished again, and so he's willing to go to any length to make sure that he does not return to poverty. You'd think his breakdown would be, I don't know, thematically similar to that deepest fear
0: that he holds. That would have been nice, but we just get a very generic break
1: yeah. of a man who
0: lost. Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep it brief. So we, we learned Eggsy was a slum kid. He studied. He became made something of himself after his mom walked out on his dad, thrice-fired Mason, uh, and changed his name. So he wanted to make him something of himself, and he, he finally did, but he still wanted more money because he never wanted to be poor again. Magnus McGill presents him with a, with a scheme, so they start selling government secrets. He makes thousands of dollars out of it. Egg's idea was to come up with the music box. And so he sought out his dad he hasn't seen in 20 years because he used to be a music box apprentice. Uh, he paid his dad $200 out of the thousands he made. And his dad was just like, mm, son, I'll do the delivery next time. All right. Because he just doesn't want he just realized something was up. And that's he's a good dad. He's a good. He wasn't. Well, maybe not a good dad, but he was a good man. <laughs> yeah, um, he was poor, humble. And stayed that way is what we were kind of led to believe. And so, as far as Iggy here understands, he's just like, "Wow, you made something for yourself, proud of you, son. Uh, let me do something with this music box. I'm gonna go do the deal. I just don't want you to be doing anything dangerous." Goes to do the handoff. Iggy's like, "Whatever. He'll just get the money and leave, and he never comes home." And so, after he he's his dad is murdered, he's like, "Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kill Magnus McGillit. Uh, revenge time." So he hires people that douse the omnibus. He's the one who hired the 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 cop to the fake cop basically to have Magnus McGillard go into the into the omnibus early and set him on fire to murder him. All he had was the loose end of this missing these missing discs and the box. So he trailed and figured out Gina was sus from the from the, the omnibus trial. Fi- figured out where she was, and so he was able to track her down and get the disc, or like find the co- where we found them basically at the beginning of this case. Um, so he found the one disc, the cops had it, it spooked him, Gina has the coat, he's like, okay, I gotta find the box and the other disc, he has Skulking Brothers help him break in, and so on and so forth. He got shot, he found the disc, got shot, ran, and, um, we esc- he gets escorted out of the court after his very sad story. Uh, he's esc- Gregson has to face charges for lying in court, even if it was for his secret mission. Gina's not guilty of murder, but is guilty of perjury, breaking and entering, and stealing the coat. In summation, we learn the jurors uh, at the end, though, uh, it wasn't Morris Code still, um, based on we played both music boxes, juror number five's like, that wasn't Morris Code, I don't know what that was, uh, but we don't get into it, not guilty fireworks! <laughs> Court is adjourned, and we're just left with Von Ziegs and Rio here, both at their stand still. Zeke's like, ah, man, you're a good judge of character, even if you are Japanese. Uh, He came to court today, two lock swords with us, wanting to, and I quote, toasting friendship and trust with another Nipponese, Nipponese, only to find my trust betrayed end quote. He wanted to see the man like he once knew and found that betrayed, and he won't explain. We're like, what the fuck does any of that mean, sir? And he's like, mm, I, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> I- I don't know, but you know what? Fate brought us together, and you will one way or another learn what this is about. I'll
1: tell you about it next so, time.
0: Smash glass, move to we move to the antechamber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked to Gina, and Herlock's left the- ho- Herlock, after talking to us for five minutes in, ca- in case, passed out from a fever- uh, for his should be dead life, uh, and so Iris is off looking for him, but Herlock is hanging out in disguise as a bailiff in the room. Iris yells at him when we figure out he's there. Uh, Gina says thank you. She learns how to get tra- how to trust people, but she's off to prison for her other crimes. Uh, she takes off her hat and she smiles a really cute smile, crying. So that's nice. She's cute, but also will probably go die in prison as yeah. London bye, to- Gina. To
1: <laughs> Have fun as the only person ever put in jail for perjury, yeah,
0: and she will die in prison as all all criminals do. <laughs>
1: Oh No, she. No, I think she'll get out. I think she's gonna be in the next game. No, I
0: think she is too in this game. But you know, if this was real London, she'd be dead in prison.
1: If this is real London, she's dead in prison. Yeah, and then and then Eggsy's being death by hanging. Although I I did note that Gregson came back and he said that he's being charged with the murder of Windybank and treason, not the murder of Magnus McGilded, to whom he confessed on the stand <laughs> of burning alive.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even register. <laughs> Man, the man is gonna <laughs> die. He has to die.
1: He's oh yeah no. He's being put to death. Yeah, by between the murders and the hanging or er, and the treason, he's being killed by hanging. Yeah, he's fucking done for. I hope you enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> anyway, though, because like, okay, bye, Gina. Go die in prison. And Herlock's like, by the way, it was raining, so Susado... and raining really bad. Susato's boat didn't take off. I've got us a special, special train where we can go see Susato off. So we all run over to the train get to the port to see Susato about to chuck a book into the ocean and we're like yo 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 what are you doing is that your book on British law and she's like uh yeah <laughs> and we're like uh I'm not qualified to be assistant anymore I lost faith in the law which is why I hid the fact of the peephole and I didn't tell the police I only told Sherlock Herlock. and Rio's like listen the way you did it though is the only way we were gonna get Gina off so it's fine uh, don't feel bad and we love you basically uh, love you as a friend, kind of thing. Uh, you're a great judicial assistant. Um, they were they were like if because it was like well, still if you told me she like if you told you you would have been disbarred and I'm like I don't think that's true. We get back on the topic of telling her about the case and Morse code and Iris is like oh I was writing it down and I was trying to figure out like if it was a cipher because it clearly wasn't just straight ass Morse code. Um, we think it's Japanese Morse code because we hear the word Asogi but I don't know what that means and we're all like ooh excuse us. Um, So we. It turns out Susato does know Japanese Morse code, so she looks at Iris's note and we learn it's a list of four names that was on those discs. It was K.S.O.G.E., A. Shin, T. Gregson, and J. Wilson. We don't know what to do with this information, but Susado's boat's going to, too, so she's got to leave. But we have
1: another opportunity, because they're like, oh, Jay Wilson, that's my daddy! And we're like, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, let's not tell her her dad's dead. And they're like, there's a lot of Jay Wilsons in the world, it could be anyone.
0: She says that right? herself, <laughs> yeah, Ira
1: says that. She does, and they're like, yeah, totally, it's definitely not how Kazuma did the trial of your dead dad. No, not <laughs>
0: No, and so, uh, we get the ending cutscene, uh, Suzette was like, I, I will be back, because I, I have a promise to tell you why I know about your manuscript title, anyway, goodbye everyone, I'll be back eventually, so she, she gets off, and we run away, but Sherlock's fucking played his violin
1: at <laughs> the end of the <laughs> Yeah, pier. as the boat's leaving, Sherlock's playing his violin at the end of the boat, and this
0: is where I was talking about how, like,
1: Rianosuke is like, I have the best friends in the
0: world, <laughs> you know? yeah and then he's like oh by the way uh we're getting sued by the train company for that emergency train we got to come here uh i know how you love representing yourself in court so we yell a nice final objection here and then we go to like the end credits where we get a little snippet ace attorney style of what everyone's doing herlock got all of his music boxes iris is writing a new story Ochi is in japan we were- remember hosunaga exists Um,
1: I missed him. And during this case, I was like, damn, you remember Hosonaga? I'm so sad he never came back. Yeah,
0: I forgot until I saw him. Like, man, this case would have been so improved if Hosonaga was around.
1: Yeah, if there was, like, another cop in order to call Gregson on his bad cop bullshit. Oh, that would have been such a cool dimension. Yeah, and and then also, so the other thing of, like, this being, like, foreign secrets and shit, Hosonaga being a representative of Japan, aside from us... Being rep, you know, like him being actually government of Japan, that would have been helpful. Not to mention the fact that the Russian revolutionary terrorist being on the jury was never addressed. This is a case about selling state secrets, and that's just never talked about. No. Again, like, no, it's not. That was just funny. That was just a funny thing with no bearing on the
0: case. Uh, let's see, uh, we, we touch on with Sosuke, who apparently had some kittens aboard, so he left his fucking cat, but took a kitten. But took the kittens, yeah, rude. Rude. Strongheart talks about science and the future, Gregson's doing okay, but still sucking up to Iris, uh, Geberdine and his wife, he says he visits his wife in jail now, uh, and he's his own maid. Pat and Rolly are fine, Rolly's back on his feet. same. Date. Gina's <laughs> doing time, but she's interested in criminal investigations, which I thought was a nice little touch. Uh, Eggsy and the bros are in the same jail cell, but they're never going to change, but you know, they're all dead anyway. Uh, Susato is proud of us and will come back, but she still didn't do the Dharma doll that's on the shelf, like, fill in the second eye for, uh, Ryu, which is something they talked about, but we zoom in on a picture of the crew, and it's got the cat, it's a cute picture. The rest of the credits roll by, and they're very long, but it's kind of like a cute thing of full, full sprites of Rio and Asogi- Walking and then they pass every other character and when Asogi dies, like at the character part, he disappears and you keep walking and you get Susato and then you get Herlock, and then you get Iris and and then at the yeah, end cute. of the walking after you walk past like everybody, um, uh, they stop and do like a pose and the two guys f- snap their fingers and it's like Finn and then you see like some of the gayest fucking art of Rio and Asogi. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> the
1: end. <laughs> the end, yeah. I you like guy fan art. Have, have a nice day. Um Which I've I like that's the end fin, right? But like, do
0: you have anything to add? Um, I, I have like so many big picture things that are a whole ass episode, but that is the long ass case of case five. This was probably uh, the best case of the game. Yeah. But I wish they had broken it up between days of, like, investigation then trial, investigation then trial. Like, we're used to an Ace Attorney. Doing it this way was painful.
1: This one, the the problem of the investigation all feeling pointless and, like, you don't do anything continued with this one. I don't know how they would have broken it up in a better way.
0: I don't have an obvious answer, but I just feel like it could have been done.
1: Yeah, it could have been done. I don't. Yeah, I think this was the best one, but I also think it was long as shit, and much longer than maybe it needed to be.
0: It took but me, but unfortunately, it's the last case, so. Yeah, it took me an hour and forty-five minutes to sum it up, basically. <laughs> just yeah, quite beefy.
1: A lot of stuff happened in it, but it was just also like, I don't know, going through the motions, I guess, a little bit. But it only ties into the McGilda case. Which makes the other two cases feel kind of, like, the fact that John Garadeb is on the jury doesn't mean that that case is relevant to this case, right? It's not, we don't tie all the cases up with a neat little bow. We still have so many unanswered questions.
0: Do you remember about the first case and where we had this fucking lady? That lady?
1: Yeah, the fucking lady who got away? Yeah, she's never been... Like, we have a lot, and I know that that's what everyone says, is that the second game ties all the loose ends up, right? That's fine. It'll... I'm sure that that'll be good, but I'm... At the end of this game, I am still unsatisfied, I guess is what I... It just... It was...
0: Yeah, I... You
1: can't end it with ha-ha-ha friendship when, like, that hasn't been the
0: theme. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the theme at all, bro.
1: The theme was not ha ha friendship, and also all of your friends are in prison.
0: All your <laughs> like... friends are criminal, are in prison, are leaving you, are dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh fully wild. And and then, like, I don't... I still don't get the vibe that, you know, my complaint of a lot of it has been, like, Naruhoto is not... Into it, it like he doesn't. The only time he seems to enjoy his life is when he's doing the deduction dance. Other than that, he doesn't seem to enjoy being an attorney. He doesn't seem to enjoy investigating. He doesn't seem to enjoy like being a representative of Japan. He just in en- enjoys the deduction dance. That's and true. he's like the vibe I get from Rionosuke is that he is carrying on kazuma's shit out of like. A lack of direction. He doesn't know what he wants. And so he's just like, Well, I guess I'll just be Kazuma now.
0: What a he sounds like a broke college kid, right? <laughs> Which is what yeah. he is. A directionless. I picked a career path. I got saddled with this other career path. I mean, it is very, I guess in de- that respect Japanese. He's fulfilling cause he and that's what he's saying, he's fulfilling Kazuma's role. Susada says, yeah. I can't think of a better person to have fulfilled that role than you
1: it just seems very, it doesn't, it's not compelling for me. It doesn't compel me, right? I feel like
0: I don't know who, who Ryunosuke is. And I don't, you know, like... I think that's fair. He's, he, and I think that the game is really relying on, he doesn't either. You know, that bit where he's like, I know what it's like to, for someone to have so much faith in you. And I know what it's like to have, like to be the person now believing in somebody else. Kind of blind, yeah. you know, he's going through those growth pains. So I'm okay with him being a little bit, um, un- unrealized, because I have a feeling like that's the whole point, is him being realized.
1: Well, here's my fucking problem, though. Let's get into my real fucking problem. We just saw the gay fan art at the end, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate to do this, but given the amount of fan art of Cosmo that we've seen on the internet... And the, that gay fan art at the end that has never actually happened. I hate to say this. I hate to do it. Kazuma's not dead. He's coming back. And I'm going to be mad about it.
0: I I don't know. If he's not dead, I'm going to be
1: mad. We're going to make, we're going to make, this is my call for the next game. Kazuma's not dead. He's coming back. And I'm going to be mad about it. We'll see if that remains true or not. But and And it's partially based on the fact that everyone loves him. And I don't understand why.
0: I so my vote is he's he is dead because this is the Clay Terran of the Great Ace Attorney, but he, <laughs> That's true. he's more Clay. Present. Everyone loves Clay Terran and I don't fucking know why. So I could be wrong. Um, I I think it's very heavily implied Kazuma was Von Zeke's friend and selling govern in this government conspiracy thing or government breakup like breaking through the conspiracy. Uh, the the you know he's either on the good or bad side. I don't know.
1: I don't know how he had, and he's involved in this government secrets communication, right? Right. Which is my other reason why I think he's coming back. But he, Homeboy was like, what, 22? How did he have time to go to England, betray von Sieg, sell government secrets, return home, then be chosen as that? Because remember, we only just made the treaty, right? So... Japan has only just opened its borders, right? Mm-hmm. So he had time to do all that and come back and be friends with Ryunosuke, who doesn't know any of this, and then be opted to go on the trip again and smuggle Ryunosuke. You know, like, what? when the fuck did he have time? He's 22.
0: I don't know, because the trip takes 50 days one way, so...
1: yeah. So it's not like Ryunosuke would be like, remember when you were gone for a long time and it was not suspicious, right? Like, I mean, maybe they were pen
0: pals, <laughs> him and <Von> <laughs> my, my pen pal betrayed me and so I'm gracious <laughs> to your entire country. <laughs> right. It's not very, it's not a very good argument, but like, I just, I don't know how else <laughs> how else it would have physically worked. We know no, about the telegrams of the future. <laughs> I also think uh, Susado's dad has something to do with a lot. Um, oh yeah, of knowing about the hounds of. It's so the real Sherlock story is Hounds of Baskerville, right? And not the, the hound, hound no, of Baskerville.
1: It's a singular hound. And Baskerville's it's the hound is this...
0: of the Baskervilles. Oh, girl, okay. Yeah. I've been wrong my whole life, and so when I finally, I'm like, is this their way? They're getting around copyright. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Single hound. No. Single hound. Multiple Baskervilles. Multiple Baskervilles. Um, I think, like, Susano's dad and Wilson probably talked in front of her, and she probably picked it up. That's my guess.
1: Well, my guess is she is was a part of it. Like, whatever the case, the Hound of the Baskervilles was, she was a part of it, and Holmes, and Daddy Watson.
0: Could be. I th- I have a feeling it was, like, her dad is the hound.
1: Susano's the hound of the best. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Call sh- the shot. Um, I think we kind of, like, react throughout this whole case, though, like, enough for me to say, like, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the Skulkin brothers. I feel like that made it feel more like an Ace Attorney case in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs just kind of sucked. I didn't have strong feelings about him one way or the other.
1: No, he sucked. And it's another one where we know... And it's not always a bad... Hey, Ace Attorney, it's not always a bad thing for us to know who the villain is at the beginning. And then that's the villain at the end, too. Keep that in mind, please. Like, we don't always need to have a twist villain. However, I am tired of the twists. Like, the cop is bad. Yeah. Because, like, we don't do anything about it, right? We, like... The system is broken, the cops are bad, and we never uh, attempt in any way to evoke change yeah. to the system. But I do, Which we've talked about before. I do but think
0: that they did it in a way that Gregson is not a bad guy. Gregson is just trying to protect something bigger.
1: Yeah, I don't hate Gregson. I just, and I think you're right that they did it in a slightly different way, but I don't, Cop Bad is, I'm tired of Cop Bad, let's not do Cop Bad
0: anymore. That's fair, that's fair. I just was sick of Gregson because he was drinking tea for 20 minutes every time I talked for to him. For 20 minutes. Honestly, that's what it was. I was like, Gregson, when I first told you, I'm like, Gregson keeps, Gregson keeps being the problem. That was the problem I was talking about. I hadn't gotten yeah. to all the other problems yet.
1: Well, and when Iris was traumatized by the seeing the dead body and how she's 10 years old, um, he like, he has this like sort of wobble to the side when he's being cutesy with her, where he like hits right, hits left, and then like, you know, is kind of cutesy. But he was like, you know, they were like, hey, Gregson, maybe some words of comfort to the 10 year old whose acquaintance has been murdered. And he did this wobble back and forth and was like, at least you're not dead. And I'm like, fuck
0: off. It was It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and like, it was it Was good. very much a nat one role kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my biggest complaint is like the bullet trajectory of how Wendy got shot really just never got cleared up. And I really was never happy about that yeah don't get it. don't get it. I don't get it. uh, you know, good uh, Gina had nice character arc. happy for Gina. happy for Gina. i we've said it she's a
1: she was a little too su like a lot of it, but I get why, but it just kind of like
0: it, it could get great, and I could see that
1: it could it could get yeah, but then she's she'll be fine. Gina's gonna be fine in the next game. yeah, it's gonna be good
0: the only, and the only other I think thing that we've just beat into death is like, I cannot believe this was a standalone game that ended up getting a second game because it is so not set up that way. It is so set up to be a prequel game to a bigger game. And I, yeah.
1: And it doesn't, it doesn't end in a way like there's sequel bait at the end of it. Right. Don't you want to know why Sasada knows about the Hound of the Baskerville? Don't you want to know why Zeeks is racist against your whole country? Like there is sequel bait, but it's not sequel bait where I'm like, god you know like i wish i knew it right like it's just kind of like well
0: <laughs> it's equal bait that i maybe i would just be basically if, like the second game got canceled because this first game didn't do well enough like i'd be like so disappointed right i would just be like this game was so bad it's set up for so much sequel that it didn't that doesn't happen that like this game is pointless but we do have yeah. a, se- a sequel and i know we've we've beat that horse to death but like i can't help but think about it constantly
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think that, I can't help but think about it constantly either, but, like, hopefully we're all gonna have a more enjoyable time moving forward. That's all. The only hope that I have is, like, well, it's gonna be less of a slog going forward, supposedly.
0: What we've been, we've been, not promised, but led to believe, or, like, assured by other people. But I think, if you're good, let's wrap up this episode yeah, it's too long. Sorry. Anyway. No, it is it's it is what it is. It is a big case summary. It was a big beefy case. So yeah. I think if we don't talk about it next time, I think we're going to do a big game one overall thought wrap and then go on to game two. Um, but so let us know any of your case recaps, your favorite characters, your overall thoughts of the first five cases of The Greatest Attorney Chronicles and send that to podcast at gmail.com or you can send it to us on Tumblr, this.tumblr.com. You can find us on your favorite podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We, But we currently, still do, live at Podbean.
1: Yeah, thank you to Podbean. Um, thank you to Dark DarkShadowH2 off the YouTubes for use of our theme song, Hey Pal, a Detective Gumshoe Remix. Remember Good Detectives? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they're so, there's, so, I miss you, I miss you, Gummy. Uh, yeah, I've made some garbage for the end. Yay, thanks for that garbage. Yeah, just hit us up. I really would like to hear more people's thoughts. We have some in the bank from people emailing us, so just give us any of your updates or your refreshes. Uh, we'll 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 also come back to what you guys had said about the other cases. Um, so look forward to that. So in the meantime, though, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? All I want is just my stuff back. Do you get that? Let me repeat that. I want my stuff back. I can send you in a box. I don't care, just cut it off. I won't be home. Cause the you know you lost. you, i off. So you will Let me not living, me so are living, living.